0: Welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, Dee Dillon Ryan Griffin, and Matthew Basson, bringing the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. What's happening, you golden webheads? We love you very much for sticking with us through fifty episodes now. This is our 50th and as a special 50th gift. We got the one, two, three, four, fifth person joining us today. The same special guest from last week, the phenomenal AJ Riley joining Paul Roshan, Dylan Bear. Ryan Griffin, yours truly, Matt Basson. We are Sports Carnage. We've made it to 50, fellas. We're halfway to being a success. So, congratulations to all yeah. inclined.
1: <laughs> and let me tell you guys, congratulations. Oh, well, thank, well, thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Uh, so, today on our 50th show, have I mentioned this enough, Paul, that it's our 50th? We, we're good on the selling, that, it's special.
1: I think he's uh, doing time. his time. Uh, I don't know what he's you doing.
0: You can
2: catch the first. How about you shut the fuck up? <laughs> you <laughs> can catch the first 49. Over on Podbean, (laughs) iTunes, Google, we got a YouTube channel now, everywhere you can find us, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all you have to do is put in Sports Carnage, and I guarantee we're going to be not only the first, but the only ones that pop up as well.
0: And I'm keeping that F-bomb in because I wholeheartedly endorse it. Uh, So today, we've got really big news that led up to the show happening in the first place, and that was that... Depending on how you look at it, either California has ruined the country or the NCAA has come to their senses and have decided that we are going to start letting the players, the college players, get paid for their likeness in video games and whatnot. And so... I know that everyone on this show has all sorts of opinions on this topic. I've been following this since Ed Ed O'Bannon with UCLA way back in the day. Helped them win their last championship in 1995. Part of the O'Bannon brothers there, uh, who now runs a car dealership somewhere outside of Las Vegas in Henderson, Nevada. Uh, he did the historian he, thing again Yes I did <laughs> yeah, And he brought he's a lawsuit to the NCAA card. against us A long ass time ago to help get this ball rolling Thank you Ed But today no, is our day not. fellas Because mm-hmm. we no, are going bad. to get One of our favorite video games back Because of this and we're going to be able to hear that Beautiful EA Sports It's in the game And be able to play with everyone that we love to play with. Play with my 2004 USC Dynasty squad that I loved playing with, that I couldn't play with for years now, unless you got one of those hacks. It's a whole lot of assumptions we're making. (laughs) A whole lot of assumptions.
1: That's
3: right. That's right. Ryan knows the truth.
0: You damn right. And we actually have someone that was involved in collegiate athletics here who can give us his opinion, which means a hell of a lot more than the rest of ours. I'm talking about the eight-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glove, and three-time Silver Slugger (laughs) himself, AJ Riley.
1: Oh my I'm god! Here we go again, tired. man. I tired. like it's been a week and it's still not funny.
0: It's never gonna ah, be old for me.
1: I second that.
4: No, I'm a hundred percent with Matt. I mean, you gotta of flaunt you are. it if you got it.
1: Yeah, well, I don't See, have I'm, it, so I'm not flaunting anything. You fake it, See, you can make it with, as well. I'm not with Matt
3: at all. Sitting here acting like what Ed O'Bannon did by nuking NCAA football. All right, well, calm down there, okay. JD. i uh, oh, to get okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. I'm I, oh, nope. I can't slander like that. Nope.
4: <laughs> what all do you mean? Right. That's We're your favorite thing to do on this podcast. <laughs> Why? That's oh, so I'm true. Right. Have okay. you apologized to Robert Kraft yet?
0: <laughs>
3: Apologize for what? What What? Tom Brady for, for was the making fun of him for? For the sex ring that he
4: was not involved in. <laughs> oh, you mean the
3: thing that Tom Brady was making fun of him for, then got mad because somebody showed that he was making fun of his own boss.
2: that flew that flew way past our radar we need to bring that up
3: oh man i wonder why
4: (laughs) ever amazed at dylan's ability to completely deflect
3: see here's the thing is that you know what's fantastic is that y'all are doing that and you're the same people who think that jeffrey epstein actually killed himself so let's move on
1: oh here we go i don't
3: (laughs) think anybody
4: thinks that in the entire
1: world (laughs) yeah yeah i
4: don't i have not met a single person that believes that nope all right, it, moving on.
3: Yeah, AJ ha- apparently got brought in because of some faux college stuff. That AJ
1: Matt had the floor.
4: you say up. AJ Hap?
1: <laughs> no, I, I don't no. know. AJ has some faux what? Some oh, fake what? Okay. Do
4: not <laughs> insult it, our man AJ I'm by comparing him to I'm not insulting him
1: at all. I'm saying like that your AJ tired Hap. bit was brought was up again. It's not even AJ
0: Hap. It's JJ Hap. <laughs>
3: all right. <laughs> okay. Look, the point being is, is that, I know that EA Sports... And we, it, there are a lot of inside sources Point that being have is said I'm that just they're gonna chomping talk at the bit. Of AJ. Well, no, because this is going absolutely nowhere. So EA has been best. chomping at the bit. They want to put microtransactions in where you buy every alternate historical skin of you know the the Colgate Flames or whoever the this hell is they not are. Relevant. You know, it's the no, thrill I mean, of writing another Look, the game. reason <laughs> that this happened is twofold. Number one is because there's a lot of money to be made from a lot of people for this pushing the NCAA to have it happen. And as Matt had said, the California liberals decided to actually do something valuable instead of have their city, biggest city be set on fire. They actually made things happen. And now well, we doing finally both. have NCA football. Well, right, yeah. <laughs> the city is in flames again.
4: AJ, LeBron... can you please give us the insider perspective? And <laughs> insider tell of what? us as a former... All-star Golden Glove coll- <laughs> collegiate athlete
1: are they sure. going
4: Board are do you are Come you owed on. back pay That's what I'm interested in
1: <laughs> I have to uh, set the record straight that yes I was a collegiate athlete time. but it was for an NAIA Division 2 school for one season So no hey, I'm not those owed are back pay too. Second of all I think that this um is a good step in the right direction. I've been a proponent of athletes being paid for a long time um, since my brother was at U of M because, I mean, these guys are working. Yeah, sorry, but there's no (laughs) other way to say that. Um, But these guys are literally, I mean, they are student athletes, but they're there for one purpose, and that's the athletics. Um, And so they need to be compensated justly for their involvement in the money production that they bring into the school, um, so that's kind of where I've landed. I, I will not say that all athletes at all levels should be paid. I mean, I don't. We can debate that if we want to, but I think nope, that
4: not going to do that. We'll be here
1: I, for hours. We would be here for hours, but but I think like you. That's no different. There's a there's a lot of logistics <laughs> that would go into this. Like, does the money that football brings in get dispersed to every sport? does football get paid higher because it's a higher-grossing well, athletic in team? Fairness, you know what I'm saying? The
3: la- well, right, but the language was very specific in that they own their likeness. Right. They that all- doesn't have anything to do with revenue. It's yeah. for the player to basically outsource themselves to, you know, like a local grocer right. or a bank or something like that. Yeah. So that has nothing to do with – Right, and that's
1: why I said that I think this is a, a good first step, right, because I think that students – I think it was ridiculous that um, – wasn't it Manzel that got busted for signing autographs and getting a little under the table for that? Um, uh, like, I, I, I think right. that's yes. ridiculous. But then you also have logistics this way too. Like, what if they sell a jersey in the in the team shop? Does he get a cut of that too? even though his name's not on the back of it? Is that his likeness?
4: Well, I would imagine this opens up for their names to be on the back of it the same way that I would imagine that it opens up for their names to be in NCAA so, 2022 when it comes out. Which is well, interesting that you bring monsters. that up because let
1: me let me tell you this real quick before just to hit that point. Because when my brother was at U of M, we tried getting my dad a jersey. And we went on the team shop, could not order his number and his name on the back of it because it was against NCAA regulation. Well,
4: correct. You take it to a graphic shop afterwards to have it done.
1: Yeah, but, and then it looks like crap. So
4: that stuff has not been <laughs> ironed out, but we can take educated guesses of where it's going to go. But at the end of the day, it's not super important to what it means for college football or the how and why this happened. And it's really bittersweet to me. I'm really happy about uh, it for some no. reasons. But there are drawbacks to this, and let's not pretend – When you're laying out how ridiculous it is that Johnny Manziel couldn't sign autographs and make a little extra cash or that you couldn't get a jersey with your brother's name, let's understand that this does come from a place as the fact that making sure this is done while keeping competitive integrity in place is going to be borderline impossible to police. you can say all you want about the NCAA and cheap labor and compare, make any lazy comparison that you want to, but at the end of the day, there is nothing to stop a team that wants to sign a high-profile recruit for lining him up with deals that profit off his likeness. And it is legitimately going to be a nightmare to police, but at the end of the day, for the most part, that's not our problem. The NCAA has to figure that out. I like Which this for a myriad of reasons, won't. and and let's be yeah. real. There's the first myriad. To give all the credit to California that he wants, but
0: I
3: mean they were the first coming. ones to
4: do it. So. This was coming for a long time. It maybe got hastened up by eighteen months because of the bills that started getting passed and ran through state legislature. This was coming, and it was coming sooner rather than later. The NCAA was going to do this on their own, but like any bureaucratic bullshit that moves painstakingly slow, they needed a kick in the pants to hurry things up. The hard thing about this, and it is going to come up, everyone knows there is rampant cheating in college athletics. It is somewhat worse in basketball than it is in football, but it is rampant. And what this ensures, first, is that the teams that cheat right now, the Clemsons of the world, they are never going to get punished. Because they're on top, they're cheating.
3: Well, they are the worst (laughs) offenders.
4: They are worse than Alabama. You got a source to cite that? Than Georgia.
1: (laughs) You got proof to make that accusation, or is it alleged?
2: Get him. Uh, I no, emperf? you can go find the you can go find the sources yeah. yourself. No, that's that's your homework, AJ, not
4: Paul's.
3: So we'll just so we'll disregard the fact that Paul has no source for the Clemson part. Of well, it, not disregarding, we'll,
4: I I could very much show substantial oh, evidence. Let's go then, but he's but, not going to do go. it. That's not that's how right, your homeworks. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. Can the audience see? me right but now do our, I get to post pictures and text our messages Our take and is the is lazy take. Do I get to do some podcast is that how this works? Should I just read?
2: We got the we got the
4: I, Wait, I mean the you we do, you have, could a, we do quote have a Facebook somebody. page and a Twitter. And uh, here, you're this also acting like make,
3: we don't have access to these a, things like I'm you have make a secret information.
4: Longer, 2012 style and I'll just post everything there and we'll put the link in the podcast. How about that?
3: All right, I'm over that point because you, you you're doing the thing that Matt was complaining to you about before. I, don't transition this. points. I didn't. No, do you, this. Di- you did. No, what? no, no, no. You tried to transition points, and there's one thing I do disagree with wholeheartedly. You stated that cheating being rampant is going to be worse. I would argue that I didn't this say that. That's not though. at all
4: what I said. I didn't say well, that yeah, even a did. little
1: bit. You, you said, said that, that it would pe- become more rampant. Yeah, I you said, said it, it would be more. That's not worse.
4: what I said at all. I said that it is rampant, and I said the schools that are doing it now will now never – There will never No, I'm talking about way before,
3: before the Clemson thing. You, and When you first started this, you
1: said that it was going to be worse because of
3: this. That's not because what I of, said. Because it be, he
1: said it, he, he said it would be harder hold. to regulate. It would be harder to I regulate. I said it's
4: going to be okay. really hard to police, which it already yeah. is, obviously. Okay. So, so anyways,
3: anyways. So based on that point, here's why I do disagree, and I think it actually is a very good thing specifically for our local conference. I think we're all in agreement, especially when it comes to football much more than any other conference. The SEC cheats like an MFR They have bag men upon bag men where even one school... Ole Miss, which has documented proof that that has happened, had more than possibly every other school outside of Ohio State in the Big Ten combined. And the point of why this is good is because it levels the playing field. There is not going to be nearly as many bagmen anymore because there won't be reason to. The players can legally and legitimately get money now. Oh, they'll find. So now being a well, but but being a part of a power five program now is going to be enough. Now, in fairness, that is going to create an even bigger divide between group of five or mid major and the power five. But what it does mean is it'll level the playing field. I very I'm being legitimately serious. Mark this now. A decade from when this starts, the SEC stranglehold on national title contention will be loosened because they will not be have that cheating advantage that other conferences have had have so, not had since two thousand. Acknowledging
4: 2000. the fact that you don't follow recruiting because you despise it, it doesn't level the playing field at all because the advantages that the Big Ten has from a marketing standpoint, from the fact that everyone can now profit off their likeness they don't matter come signing day at all and the big 10 has a lot more teams that are not going to get involved with the shenanigans of paying for a signature this legitimately makes it easier because now you can hide paying a player under the guise of an endorsement But
3: why deal. would you need to pay a player if they can just get money the legit way now?
4: Because the only That's way to I'm get money saying. the legit way. That's what I'm saying. Why is, is there a wait?
3: justification for a bag man? Listen, if you want to around if you're going to ask and questions do that?
4: and then state your own. I mean, opinion.
3: You're, you'd
2: still get more so money. option B. Like if you can it, get. It's
4: it's not even about just the money. It's about when the money comes. So if you're going to do it the legitimate way, you're coming into a big name school like Michigan, and you're a hot shot freshman. But even as a hot freshman you're probably not playing much especially not starting so it's going to be a couple years before you are a household name before you are marketable before people really look at you as a commodity and that's if you come in as a highly rated recruit earn a starting job and play up to your potential to earn those deals that takes years whereas you're taking an 18 year old kid out of high school and Alabama's looking at him like hey You know, I know I got a buddy over here. He owns a car dealership. You know, you and your whole family want cars. It's an endorsement deal. Come to our school. Who is going to be more likely to engage in that? SEC teams or other teams? Because if you do it the legitimate way, you have to earn that. And there's no guarantee that you ever get to that point. You could be the number one recruit in the country. But that doesn't mean you're going to dominate in college. It happens all the time. So it really doesn't level the playing field at all. That doesn't at make all. it a at bad all. There's thing. no
3: margin in your mind that this is gonna change anything. You think I said you it, think this I didn't is say going it be, doesn't
4: change anything. I said it doesn't You level said the at
3: all. You, I said right, it doesn't level it the Absolutely field does. does. At all. There no, absolutely doesn't. is going to be a difference. Because I'll give you an example that I think is is I think is very much could easily be a thing. So let, I'll give you an example of a let's use a regional program, right? A a, a place where this the state, the fans, it's like it's life, right? I think of somewhere like Nebraska. And let's take a a recruit, someone of equivalency to how Rashawn Gary's recruitment was when he came going into Michigan, right? Think about if there was a national recruit, a top five guy. Who decide? Who is wanting to decide between schools? You're telling me that he was, if he was to try to go to somewhere like Nebraska, where now with all the boosters they have, with all the people in that state who would w- easily jump at the bid for this recruit to give him the marketing and use his likeness and what have you, that he it wouldn't at least even slightly change the possibility of him choosing Nebraska, or let's use USC or Oregon or Washington instead. The fact that you say not at all, if we're even talking about let's even say twenty percent of the top one hundred players instead of going to SEC schools now will go elsewhere because of this rule, that is a big shift.
2: I think I think it'd be way less than twenty percent. Because you're still getting like two hundred thousand up front. I think it'd be way less than twenty percent of guy of kids who decide to switch the schools because they know eventually they're going to get paid. If like Paul said, you can still get you can still get paid eventually at USC, Oregon, Ohio State, wherever you want to choose. But then you can also get paid right then and there if they still do have
3: a bagman that's willing to, you know, drop the cash off in your car. But I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying. I'm not talking about future prospects. I'm talking about the fact that now that it is legit and legal to do so, that places like Nebraska who have people who will spend so much money to get guys to go there now they legally can basically do the same thing bag men did but now as far as the ncaa is concerned it's all good so that can be a recruiting tactic that is utilized now where fan bases regional programs such as nebraska can now use their fervent fan base and dollars of an entire state to try to move so freshmen your entire right opinion away. So
4: you think they're going to do what I don't. You think Big Ten schools will engage in the same thing, paying for signatures. But I don't
3: think it's going like, to be seen as
1: dirty. How, did they, how have they, and I know this is probably details that are being ironed out, but I'm trying to reconcile in my mind, like, how this money is going to flow to players, right? Like, I I get the recruiting angle of it, and I get, like, I, I get the corrupt aspect of the bag men and all that kind of stuff, but, like, is the NCAA going to be the one that's doling out the payments to the players? Because that's going to significantly decrease the recruiting aspect of this, in my opinion. Like, you, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, I do. to to I use, do. hey, you can now be endorsed and get paid for that. That's it, not a good recruiting tactic because they so can go anywhere that, is that they want out to. Yet,
4: but here's the thing. Right? If if but you get where NCAA I'm going with that? If were to go down that gray area, who is who are they to say? So, say I have a local business in Tuscaloosa. And I decide that I want to pay the number one quarterback recruit in the country $500,000 to be in a couple commercials for me if he signs for my team. How does the NCAA say, I can't do that? Whether they're doling out the money I'm or saying, not, right. they can't tell you, well, you, no, you can only give him. Well, at least they haven't said that they're going to. I, I mean, if right. they put limits on it, whatever, we don't know that yet. But regardless but that's why where AJ it's asked be, the question. even if the NCAA is doling out the money... They're not, from what I've heard, or that no one's discussed, is putting stipulations on it.
1: Right, but which, see, that's that's the way that sense you kind of the
4: NCAA to play middleman, anyways.
1: Well, it yeah, but it kind of does if you're talking about the policing aspect. Because if all money has to be filtered through the NCAA and they are the ones that pay out to the athletes, like essentially the athletes are employees of the NCAA and not necessarily the institution that they represent. Then that does kind of police it because then they could say, "No, Mister Whoever down in Tuscaloosa, you can't pay five hundred dollars to a freshman recruit." You get what I'm saying, like? Well, and that's what what I
4: talked about before when we've had this topic. Is I I always thought athletes should be paid for their likeness, but not within the first couple years, right? Because not before they're a starter on the field.
1: Like who knew? Who knew coming out of like. Let's use a Denard Robinson for example, right? Like
4: or a Johnny Manziel or anybody.
1: Yeah, okay, even a Johnny Manziel, like one of those guys. Like me as a as a fan of Michigan, if I see him coming on the screen to promote the local car dealership, unless I follow recruiting, I don't know who that guy is, and it's just a blatant form of corruption in my mind if it's a car dealership but
4: now you're asking the ncaa to rule on those kind of things it doesn't matter but see, that's what i'm saying that the,
1: it seems like the solution is the ncaa is the clearinghouse through which all monies come from and so the students basically therefore acting are as the, the
4: athlete's agent
1: yeah they they would have to be i don't think i do not think college athletes should be able to sign with an agent First of all, I, 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 well, I, I, I think that's a, a very dangerous... It could just be exploited so easily. 100%. I mean, how many horror stories do we have of... of, of play? Well, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so centralized, and I'm not... I am not a proponent of big government, but if we're trying to, <clears> to deal with in this kind of small microcosm of where things are at and this very touchy and gray subject, it almost makes sense to have that kind of centralized clearinghouse where every right. every endorsement every payment goes through this division of NCAA right and mm-hmm. then they cut their bi weekly monthly check to the athletes who are in this cuz face it i mean every player is not going to get paid right because no, yeah. like like yeah. Let, let's be honest EA Sports is probably not going through the entire roster and adding every name to the game they should but they're not going, right. to. You're going to. You're going to highlight probably the best starters, maybe backups, on each team. And then you're going to generically name everybody else.
4: I actually well, wouldn't or, think or so. They could, so what I would imagine they may would do work something a little is different similar too. to the NFLPA. I would think that EA will pay the NCAA as an entity for the rights to use all their players. And they'll set a certain amount. And they will probably get the right to all those players. And I would imagine the NCAA will add that equally. So each team has 85 scholarships. I would imagine that that will get divvied out as a stipend on every scholarship player across the country that's in the game. That's what I would think.
3: I I just thought of something, by the way, a different angle to this that I don't think anybody has mentioned, that I think Paul in particular, because you hate this subject, I think this is something very interesting to think about. So what is something regard that well I don't want to be too generic cuz you, you won't be able to guess it obviously but you obviously hate transfers right Paul like like the way the transfer portal works I... in the NCAA right and here's so here's why I say Hold that Hold
4: on. Think I about don't it. want to be it... mischaracterized. I do not hate transfers.
3: No I no 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 I think you're legitimate it about right it cuz it's second. inconsistent. It's so bad right, right. Now. I wasn't disparaging your opinion. You are correct because it's very inconsistent because Justin Fields being able to play but other players aren't is just favoritism. But what I'm saying, though, is considering that now this is going to be able to be a thing, transferring is going to be even worse. Because if you're a quarterback, why would you be a backup anymore? It financially does not make sense to do it. So transferring is going to be even worse now. See that, where now, what I coaching and recruiting. With,
4: so really, I, pretty much so it's pretty much I would, I would agree with position, but especially though. hold on, especially for a quarterback. And it's pretty much always been this way. When you get passed up on the depth chart by someone younger than you, you transfer. A kid like. I'm going to use a real easy local example. A kid like Dylan McCaffrey is not going to transfer regardless of the current system or the future system because he's going to get his shot and he's going to get to start for two years. There is no reason for him to transfer. He's, he's in the system already. He, he's with his team. He's growing. He's learning every day. He's going to get his shot. A kid like Brandon Peters would transfer. Because Brandon Peters is older than Dylan McCaffrey, and he got passed up on the depth chart by Dylan McCaffrey. But so do you think? Him,
1: but do you think that there's going to be a sense of like? I, w- I don't want to say tampering because that seems like a hyperbolic word. But like, you could use the example of of Brandon Peters and Dylan McCaffrey to where another school like Illinois or something contacts those players to say, "Hey, so I don't think plant it's plant the seed of transfer
4: hyperbolic at all." And that's another thing that's. Pretty close to relatively impossible to police because, I mean, what are you going to do? Tell players they can't interact with players on other teams?
1: Well, players, yeah. I mean, you can't regulate the, the thing, players, I wouldn't think. But, like. Like the coach calls you up? I right. Like, Lovey Smith this. gives a call to Brandon Peters last November and says, hey, it looks like McCaffrey passed you up. Why don't you give us a look? Well, that's you know already.
4: You already can't do that. That's already against NCAA. right, but can't but is in also, air quotes.
3: They're not going to change. But also <laughs> another thing too. When I was referring to the to the transferring, you, I, I'm with you. I get what you mean. Like McCaffrey, there's no benefit to leaving Michigan because he still is going to get his spot. I'm talking about for like positional battles. If it's a legitimate position battle and you lose it, I think that if let's say, and obviously this isn't an accurate number, but if let's say out of every position battle that happened this summer. One of five guys wound up transferring. I think with this new situation, it could be as much as three to five three out of five See, guys.
4: I really don't think it'll change anything because players, so players transfer Ooh. for a better situation. Period. So if Financially,
1: they think, now it's going to be even more so. But
4: it only it might, matters it financially if you're I think the financial
1: aspect adds a different dynamic. So, so the Definitely. thing is,
4: if, if you're looking at it from a financial perspective, it only matters if you're marketable. And if you're marketable, it's because you're really good. And if you are really good and you're not starting, you're going to transfer into the current system. The new system doesn't matter. If you're that good that you're marketable, but you can't crack the rotation on your current team, you were already going to transfer into the current system. So I'm not worried. And I think the thing that all of this brings up, and Matt hasn't hardly said a word, but when big change Matt's like this here. is made, everyone, no, there's a lot of, I don't want to say panic, but there's a lot of consternation about what could happen and how different it's going to be. At the end of the day, a change like this, this is not flipping the NCAA on its head. Because a lot of the things that this would affect are already in place. And the thing that's unique to college athletics is it's a window. And these athletes have two goals. Their goal is to either get to the pros or their goal is to either get a free ride through college so that they can have a head start on life. Most of their goals, in the beginning at least, are to get to the pros. Most of the athletes that come in, the majority, probably 80% of them that come in are to get to the pros. Shortly after starting, that flips, that becomes like 60-40 the other way. And kids have an idea of if they're playing for a future at the next level, or if they're playing to have a decent life and get a free ride through college and enjoy their college years and be a part of something. You only have four or five years in college in most cases. Three if you're super good. Even with financial incentive, even with pseudo pay-to-play and marketability, Six, and you're Josh Langford. you can't just transfer every year trying to find a better situation. Your goal in the, both the current system and whatever changes come out of this is still to put yourself in the best situation for your future. If you have a pro future that is getting to a team that you can start on and showcase your talent. But maybe you know you're not going to be a pro and you really like your school, you like the team you play for, and you're getting a good education. You don't have the same incentive to transfer. And if you're in that position, the new system doesn't change that because you're not a marketable student. No one's going to be paying big bucks for your autographs at SMU instead of Michigan. Does that make sense?
3: Ironic that you brought up SMU for this.
2: (laughs) Uh, It it makes sense, and I agree with that point. you You yourself have to be marketable and people want to have to pay you so for you know if you transfer over to a place like FAU and you're coming from even a smaller division one program like say Illinois or Indiana Arizona State wherever else if you're going to FAU you're probably not going to be in too many car dealership commercials or other things autographs where you'd make money off of they're not going to be selling really your jersey specifically it might just be like a a generic number one jersey, uh, you know, like the like the Purdue one that Dylan has. It just says <laughs> Purdue on the back, and I I think it's okay. a number one. jersey. Out of that wasn't
3: even a shot. Oh it was just a generic God. fucking jersey, <laughs> as opposed oh, yeah. to like yeah. the oh, number five. The, the, you the, the, bought that bad. shit at Meyer, <laughs> right? My grandparents bought it for at
2: me. At Meyer, they were alma mater, you bastard. <laughs> so like that's not something where the player's going to see a whole lot of likeness to it. And then um you know you brought up the quarterbacks yeah, and. Most quarterbacks that are starting, at least Division One football in general, come from better backgrounds, so there's not as much uh, reason for them to kind of go ahead and get paid right away. If they're going to stay at a school like Michigan, Ohio State, one of the bigger ones, and kind of be backups to obviously bigger names ahead of them, not only are they okay because their parents or somebody else is probably sending them money and they're not like hurting for cash, but... They know, just like Paul said, in the future, you know, when they're eventually on that stage and, you know, they're lucky enough to even get their team in the playoff or a conference race or even just sell out the stadium, then they'll be able to cash in on their likeness. And typically, if you're a quarterback at one of those big time programs, you have a very good chance of at least getting drafted or ending up on a practice squad, which, you know is lucrative as well so I don't think they have as much incentive as you do to uh, to hit the transfer portal Um, I think it I think everything that you'll see with kind of guys switching around it will take a little bit of an uptick just because guys will end up making business decisions and if I can make even a thousand dollars a week doing something over here and I'm not going to make any money over here because I just haven't you know kind of fulfilled my role as being a good enough athlete to justify either getting drafted, or you know, getting paid twenty thousand dollars for a commercial or something like that, I think that's a route that uh, that some guys will take. But I don't think that. Um, sorry, Don threw me off. But I don't think mm-hmm. that. Uh,
1: <laughs>
2: I don't think that is going to be such like a sizable uh, or like a seismic shift in how many guys you see, you know, switching teams.
1: Right, and I, I as far as these endorsement ideas go, like. I just don't – it's really hard for me to picture how that's going to work out logistically, right? Like, But
4: that's the NCA's problem to figure
1: out. It, it is the NCA's problem to figure out, but at the same time, it's like without a, a sense of tampering, right? Like the car dealership offering a number one recruit $500,000, which obviously why would you give a high school kid $500,000 unless you're trying to woo them to your school, Right. Like without that type of tampering in the recruiting process, like I just don't get how the endorsement aspect of it's going to work out. The jersey sales, I get that. Well, I would imagine that there's going to have to be some type of cap, but at the same time, like I get the jersey sales, I get the NCAA football game. Like you're using their likeness, pay them for their likeness, hundred percent, which obviously should come. Like Paul said, like EA Sports buys the rights from the NCAA, the NCAA pays the players. Like I think that's the natural road to travel down. But like when we talk about guys transferring, like, why would somebody from Nebraska reach out to Dylan McCaffrey to rep their car dealership when people in Nebraska don't even know who Dylan McCaffrey is, right? Because endorsements all about name recognition. You you see the road I'm traveling down, like mm-hmm. that. I I just I I don't see how that picture in itself is gonna work out.
0: I think there's I mean there's gonna be, you know. This is just open the doors. This is, you know, one aspect it of it. This isn't, right. This isn't you know, colleges are paying players now. We're not there yet. You no, know, we not are right, at, right. you are getting your likeness. You're going to be able to be paid for it. And we still haven't even figured out how they're going to be paid for it. I don't, you know, is it going to be just a flat out paycheck? Is it going to be some sort of savings grant they're going to put in them so that they don't just blow it right away? You know, there's nothing that's been, that I've seen anyway, that's been figured out yet exactly how it's going to be done. But for me, the bigger thing is that this will open the door towards getting these guys something for bringing all this money into the school that they are doing, whether it's football or through baseball or through basketball, whatever, and giving them a little extra so that they can live a life outside of what they're already you know, doing right now, which is getting you know, room and board, essentially.
1: You right, know, but and, and then and again, education. this is a, a football-basketball conversation because I don't know many college tennis teams or field hockey teams, right? Because you've got the whole hey, Title IX issues Rice that's going to be involved makes in that. A lot of
0: their baseball team.
1: Yeah, they make a lot off of their baseball team. Well, so but here's, we're the, not, here's the Duke, thing, no, But we're not talking about them. We're not talking about them paying the players. Like the likeness is, a lot of it's tied to the video game and jersey sales, right? Right. So, so I'm really
4: glad that AJ brought this up because it tied into the point that I forgot about because we got so off topic, and it's the most important
1: point, and it's why we've been on, we've been on, topic. Topic. We, on topic. we haven't gotten off topic at all.
4: Off topic from where yeah, I wanted to go. Shot? We really oh, spiraled you. down the rabbit hole. Oh, we really we spiraled all down the hole. To oh,
1: Forgive us, O oh fearless leader. The
4: NCAA and why this has been coming for a long time is because
1: I know we were in China. They
4: got ahead <laughs> of all the other problems because they're going to do this, and I expect them to do it with a semblance of in in the right way, and it might take some time to get yeah. worked out. What history makes you believe yeah. that? Because a, a good lot good. of money is at stake.
2: Yes, a ton. Yeah, There's a, a lot is of benefit of the doubt to give the NCAA. Well, it's,
4: but it's all about money. Almost the same thing they gives to Zach Smith. So a ton of money is at stake. <laughs> so I think they are going to do this their best to hammer this out right because what this does is it prevents the whole pay the players thing because now it's fair. It's a choice to come to college. We are paying you to come to college, and if you're so good that you're worth money, you, you we're not stopping you from profiting off that. And it stops all of the Title IX issues, all of anything, because if a baseball player or a tennis player is that good, they can also benefit off their likeness. But because no one is literally getting paychecks from the NCAA, they get ahead of all these other problems. They don't have to worry about Title IX. They don't have to worry about sports that don't fund themselves. They don't have to worry about any of that. It's simply you can get paid whatever someone deems you're worth.
3: You know, like most just programs, athletically in general, don't make money. They
4: most right? lose money, and that's why I hate, hate, hate right. this discussion. No, so but much. I'm saying most but, athletic
3: but departments but, oh, lose money. I'm saying every right, but I'm saying every sport. It's not even just like tennis yeah. or soccer no, it's or whatever. Terrible. Like basketball and football programs. No, don't make there's money. there is so, so
4: like so a lot of schools. The athletic department loses a little bit of money. Football program funds most of it. Maybe the basketball program helps out a little bit. Sometimes all the programs lose money, like you said, even the football money. And it's just It's subsidized by taxpayers if they're a public university or donors or whatever. There is not. Everyone acts like there's just all this money that all these people are making. The schools themselves are not, for the most part. You have schools like Michigan that have a very profitable athletic department. But – that money gets spread out everywhere. That's why Michigan has a million sports that both women and men can play in college. Because of that. Wait. Hold on. And Michigan the, gets most
2: the schools, of their money from the baseball team.
3: So here's the, here's the thing, though. Like, I, I will say, you, there is a little bit incorrect, at least in the verbiage you used. The schools do make money. But it's because the conferences pay the schools directly but even in, in, in the sense that you know but in the sense that you said okay the athletic departments don't make money that is accurate but the conferences like the big well, 10 no, because of their tv deals, so the
4: big 10 is the is an exception to the rule because the big 10 makes more money than any other conference by a mile they dwarf the sec they so dwarf everybody so now that hasn't helped schools like Rutgers and maryland in part because they're still not receiving a full chunk of the pie and if it was up to me, they never would. They would be booted right the hell out. But when they signed on... Well, it... Maryland's fine. I'm fine with Maryland. Eh, I'm fine with Maryland. They're out. competent. But Rutgers especially. Um, but they don't, they're not getting... They're... Paul
2: just wants his school to have a fair shot.
4: Whole share. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> your, your school, Maryland.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I, I'm sorry. I forgot
4: Testudo. I'm sorry. My apologies. Even with that money, I mean, not everyone's the Big Ten. I mean... The Pac-12, Arizona State's athletic department, is not printing money, even with whatever money they get from the conference itself.
2: It's because Herm's giving Wait, it all to the Why players. are you
4: picking on the Pac-12? They're number three as far
0: as conferences with money. That is true. I'm, well, I'm no, not, I'm not. I'm, not. No, I'm actually, literally on no, Forbes right now. It's Big Ten, ACC, Pac-12. Hold on,
3: You're also... When was the date for that? Because the ACC just struck that new deal with ESPN, so they're going to make more now.
4: Regardless, I'm not picking on them. My point is, even a prominent conference like the Conference of Champions, the Pac-12, does not print (laughs) money.
3: Bill Walton, word up.
4: (laughs) They still don't print money. Those schools are still not just a license to do whatever they want. And they have to fund all those other programs that make... That lose a ton of money. Now, one thing I will say... But nobody will care. I mean, literally no one will care. It actually does make it easier to cheat in the smaller sports that nobody cares about because nobody cares about it. If a school really was like, you know, we really want to be great at freaking volleyball this year. I mean,
3: how easy you would it be? You think they wouldn't notice that a volleyball play, volleyball recruits making like $50,000 on an advertisement?
4: Who's going to look
3: I mean, at it and not. say if it. I saw that shit, See,
2: I'd like, I okay, would actually think the NCAA <laughs> is, like, more likely to crack down on that so they can still have their, their <laughs> right, little moral Right, because they'd be coach. like, okay,
3: hold the f*** up. <laughs> like,
2: no, we, like, we can't is have wilding. this.
3: Right, like, there's a there's some lacrosse player that's going to, uh, like, Lehigh or some shit, and he's making $100,000. Siena Heights, <laughs> that's penalty. So, I, I, I think
4: something that draws right. attention to how easy it is to slip things in the obscure sports is the college admission scandals that we've seen recently.
3: What does it have to do with sports though?
4: Well it had everything to do with sports. The way the admission scandal worked is they were slipping these kids onto St- campus as you know, scholarship as athletes, athletes yep. in obscure sports. Yep. In tennis. Oh, in rowing, door. in yeah. whatever the hell I forgot about yeah, that so part that's, of it. so my bad. They did it because well, that,
2: that make it harder now. Nobody pays <laughs> attention or that. cares to those <laughs> sports.
4: It's if it's not yeah. basketball or football, and for a minuscule moment in time to a niche people, baseball nobody cares.
2: That's right. Like during the college rule too.
4: Yes, but only if Michigan <laughs> blasphemy.
2: Did.
3: So uh, uh, the only you real question I'll up. be honest out of this outside of obviously who the cover athlete for NC 2022 is going to be which we'll get to. Yeah. Uh my only my only real the question coldest. is because of this obviously more high profile guys are going to make more money. So fine, let's let's take Paul's contention or mine because they both have the same effect towards this question. I think that this is more proof that the Power 5 should be division 1 and everybody else needs to move down. I really do. I think that this is going to create a gap between the power five and the group of five that is going to be insurmountable. I mean, any any economics major of any sort, anybody who knows how money works, knows that this disparity is not going to somehow become smaller because of this. So I think it's going to be
4: similar now. to the way you overstate the effect it will have on transfers.
1: Yeah, but Dylan, hold on a second, on Paul, smaller Dylan, stores. didn't you say that it was going to level yeah. the playing field?
3: I, I very much said specifically among the power 5, yeah, the power power five. Conferences. I got
1: you.
4: But well so but yeah. here's the Because
3: thing. again because again power 5 are all in theory on the same right. level of notoriety right. and obviously Except you have schools funds like what Rutgers having, in this power so. 5
4: and schools like Boise and UCF in the group of 5.
3: So you're so you're giving one example of a power five. I mean I could give like a that lot. Does it. one team one team does not have a 65 teams make.
4: I, okay. you could legitimately I'm saying swap, there's going to
3: be a bigger disparity. Easily
4: swap 25 power five teams with 25 group of five teams. That is
3: hyperbolic to no end because most of them are state schools. So you are you saying you that we can't play at North Dakota the State bottom. in NCAA 2022? If you swap... I'm not stating that's the case. I'm just saying that this really adds more to the argument that already is being made, that the Power 5 should split itself and become the Division 1, and the Group of 5 should go down either to FCS so, or doing create that another team? Why, why I don't want to get, get into
4: this on the podcast because it's such a lengthy, intricate discussion. Is really convoluting what Division 1 means. It's not about that everyone in Division One can compete with each other and is on a level playing field. The divisions are split be. up in a very, very different manner. And there's no reason that this has to somehow to drastically affect the group of five. Now, you know, and I'm pretty sure everyone on this podcast is, although I'm not sure about AJ because we, I don't recall ever discussing it with him. We're all in favor of wholesale restructure. And I think there should be four 16 100%. team conferences they make up the power conferences is how I think it should be. I think the Big 12 should have been dissolved, and we have four 16-team conferences, 64 teams, sure. which I think there are 64 Power 5 teams right now. There might be 68. It's close to that anyways. But re- you could easily broom a couple. In full restructure, there is no reason that Rutgers needs to be a Power 5 school. And I hate to pick on them so much, but there's no reason for them to be a Power 5 school. The schools like Rutgers... Nobody cares about. People that live 15 minutes from Rutgers don't care about Rutgers. I mean, they're almost like a Division Two team. Well, I would venture to Newark? say it's that North Dakota State and South Dakota State <laughs> get more support <laughs> than Rutgers does.
3: Yeah, represent. And I'm not... That's not that's...
4: Holy I,
0: I mean I to know. be fair, you know, Restrict you're talking about an area that all they have is South college Dakota. stuff. In New Jersey, you've kind of got a lot of other stuff going on, a lot of pro teams. Uh there's the Yeah, Michigan got not nothing. It's not stupid. Going what on, are you so? talking about?
3: There's <laughs> I despise the whole Oh my god, California fans are awful because they have so much to do. But that all that means is there's more freaking people that should be sports fans, but they don't because they suck. Like that's it. Well it's simple. it's a so dumb
4: argument stopped. when we're from Detroit and we have every major sports team. <laughs> and support two college oh, yeah, teams.
3: No, in Chicago, like Chicago's a giant ass city, but they're still good sports fans and they're they're huge and they have a shit ton yeah, of Yeah, everyone showing to do. up for Northwestern stuff all the time. I knew he was gonna say <laughs>
4: Northwestern. We're going to <laughs> Northwestern, you dick! Why they support two baseball professional. teams that,
0: to be fair, the city is... A... Not college. And? That's, that's the about point college. Matt was making about New Jersey. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. they support their professional teams. They're not supporting Princeton that hard. They're not supporting Rutgers that hard.
2: Yeah, both New York teams playing
0: N-
3: New Jersey, don't they?
0: <laughs> hold on, hold on. You're also framing
3: that very incorrectly because, to be fair, football New teams, York I mean... doesn't have space for a lot of football teams. What of any... what? Power five, power 5 schools outside of Rutgers are even so in So, the issue New York. with Chicago None. that Matt is just no, conveniently that's ignoring. That doesn't count. No. The that's
4: issue with Chicago is. It'll well be Canada. Most of the people about, like, St. that would be fans of Northwestern oh, power five. are, are from other big 10 schools. They didn't grow up there. They're not right, from they there. They went to
3: other big 10 schools. They're Wisconsin schools. fans.
4: <laughs> and Michigan State fans. And Ohio State fans. Indiana fans. I, I mean.
3: It's because it's the hub of the uh, of the region. My my whole point is is you can't justify away Rutgers just because oh my God, there's so much stuff to do there. Because, to be fair, Rutgers in the 2000s okay. was awesome. First of all, it's a in whole reason Newark, why there's not new that West much West stuff to do. I'm
0: saying it's a different world when you are in a major city area like that where there's Philadelphia not that far away, New York not that far away, and there's professional stuff to be paying that to do a lot more than the college fan bases like the SEC have and a lot of Big Ten areas have where there is literally nothing else but your co- – But you this, can hate it this, all you want. It's the truth. It's so when you have nothing but the college areas – that's what's going to be your entire life. You have nothing else. So, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, they We've love their teams. Been, Nebraska, Iowa, they love their lot. teams because right.
4: they have nothing else. I don't need a justification just for why accurate, Rutgers is so bad. Fine. Why does it matter why they're bad?
1: Or why they don't have fan support. Like, they don't have fan support because they're bad.
4: But it doesn't matter. Like, they, this doesn't yeah. mean anything right. to the topic it, of conversation. I don't know why we're to going do down this it. rabbit hole. Right,
1: right it just doesn't 100%.
4: matter. They're bad. Wow. It sucks.
3: You you hear this elitist stuff right now? What Wait. is this? You had all these tangents from baseball last week, but we can't have tangents now. What is this?
4: Well, I'm not saying we can't go off on it, but I was hoping that it had an overarching point. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, led somewhere. It's fine. And look, it's fine. Matt's dish. And Matt is just dispelling a narrative that I despise, which is that the the coastal yeah. cities of New York and Los Angeles. There's so much shit to do that justifies why they're shitty sports fans. It no, it fucking at all. doesn't. And I agree with him, it's but that's lazy. Kind and I of a
4: conversation for another time.
3: I'm aware. I just yeah. I, I heard it and I was like, 100%. "Yeah, no, I'm not up for that." I mean, they support some of their sports.
4: Teams. So, but in Matt's defense,
3: oh, they but awesome. he was brainwashed right. because Lakers he is the
4: from the left coast.
0: You, oh, you mean the
3: no, city of? No, I've
4: actually lived in
0: places where they've had both and seen the differences.
3: <laughs> in, dude? you they, You? It is four against one. You are not going I'm to. I'm not win trying this to win city.
0: anything. I've lived in the different places uh, okay. where there's fair, been nothing fair, but fair. the college and places we that have had agree. plenty of pro. We all agree this up. is good it's, for college, it's, right?
2: It's not four against one. Matt's making points, and you just hate the point.
0: No, they're not
3: points yes, they because are. It, there have wrong been so of other I don't care. who make these arguments. I just don't – it's so stupid. Valeni says it. Coward says it. Like, all these dudes keep doing this shit. And they're all they idiots. Oh, well, the Rams have – well, no, but, like, oh, the Rams, are the reason that well, they have yeah. no fans if is because Los, Los Angeles is so Dylan, cool and there's so stupid. much shit to do. It's just
4: a lazy narrative. No, it,
3: it's a, it's a lazy-ass narrative. Uh, I hate that we just said the same shit. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's it's super true.
1: Hold no, on, th- hold on. I think I so balanced the equation a little bit.
0: Otherwise.
1: I, 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 if you're a good sports fan, you're a good sports fan regardless of what city you live in. Regardless of what activities there are to do. I...
3: Yeah, like, like it, 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 I could give you every Texas school. Oh, like that's the that Texas example that I was
4: literally—you would like—read my mind. How does California Unreal. get a pass
1: like,
3: over Austin,
4: Texas? Texas it, has the same situation, and they fill their stadiums.
3: Right, like Dallas doesn't get to Houston do, but SMU fills
1: and TCU like, yeah, but a group football, of five. And, oh, but and, like uh, football in Texas is, church. I, yeah, it literally is.
3: But, okay, but I'm. But it doesn't even need to be football. Basketball. The Houston Rockets have done Rocket, amazing. Yeah. Astros the have Rockets done amazing. But,
1: again, were the Astros doing good before this recent no. dynasty? No,
0: they look like Tampa yeah. Bay Ray fans. I,
1: uh, yeah, I don't think their stadium was full.
0: They're,
3: they're well, hold on, hold
4: on, stop, like, it, stop, it, now, we're really making a, this, now we're really making this something that doesn't need to be. So here's here's the stadium capacity does not matter. Period. No, That's not relevant. it doesn't, but well, okay, it's a, I think it's a good barometer. What is relevant is the actual support for the team, the people that listen and watch and actually root for the team, that actually care about the team. You can't use stadium support because there's a myriad of reasons and from, demo, from demographics to how good your team is, well, that stuff fluctuates all over well, the place. Well,
3: right, because, like, like, you you would therefore then make the assumption that, like, the city of Detroit doesn't give a shit about the Tigers, but they absolutely do. It's just they're shit awful. Right, so. but,
1: again, I, I think support increases or decreases, that doesn't necessarily speak to your passion as a fan. Like, like well, right, that's like, what I'm, like, that's what and, I'm saying. You guys understand that I'm probably the biggest baseball fan here, but am I like willing to yes. spend money in 2019 to go watch the team lose? No. Did well, I go to a, even, yeah, I mean, I a to a game? Yeah, I went to a game. Yeah, I went to a game. It got rained out. I went back. Like that. I like, went to so, that game. Right. <laughs> First, so that's where I'm like, but What game I, I go to? Right. So and then, so, the MLB should restructure. I literally saw AJ randomly at the Tigers game. One hundred percent of the time. But, but again, but then again, like the same argument can be made because once, once the Tigers are good, the stadium is full. So, it, the, the the.
3: But that's something we talked about previously on a different so, show. So that don't Paul wasn't th- I don't think Paul was here for that but I was getting mad at them because they gauged whether it was if a team if a team or a city cuz Ryan was talking about the stadium capacity for the Tigers and I was arguing that the city of Detroit is a very big baseball town and Ryan was saying oh but the stadium's not full well you okay, also said they were bigger than sucked. the Lions and then you walked it back which was 100% I think that they, was the that point they of the
1: definitely close
3: Closer. I said that they were closer than a lot of people would think, which I still well, the absolutely number two agree in the with. city. Point, Gentlemen,
1: I got a hot ball. But the point. See you guys. Soon. All right. Bye-bye now. Love you, AJ. Um,
3: Deuces. But the point being, but the point being was that the whole point of like the Los Angeles and the New York and whatever is that, Oh, well, what, what is a bad fan? Well, showing up is not all of it. Like, I don't even care if the stadium is full. Like, Los Angeles, pe- like, people in Los Angeles just don't give a shit about anything other than the Lakers. It's the only one, and it's because of the like style the and the flash and all that shit. Like, they just don't care, because even if they showed up, they aren't sitting there living and dying by, by these by these teams. And if you want to argue, oh, well, there's all this other shit to do, well, I can name for you a ton of other cities that have the same circumstances, and it isn't something that we use to explain it away. That's all I'm well, saying. Well, that's, why I the, that's what I just, said. Was it's one of the things thing that was, annoys me the most. It
4: doesn't matter. The stadium is irrelevant. Well, why, why a would ball
2: you ball support ball. other teams if you were a Lakers fan, though? Like, if you live in Los Angeles and you're a Lakers fan, what point does it make for you to support, like, the Kings? In or fairness, uh, the Warriors before they got super world good or, you know, the Clippers. I could ask you the thing.
3: same thing as a Pistons fan, but you still support the Lions and Michigan State and the Tigers. Like, you definitely still do right, that. So, but, how is it that?
2: So, I'm talking about if you're already a Lakers fan, because people still supported the Lakers when they were piss awful. Right. So and, I'm still supporting the, the Pistons and, and, and right and the Dodgers. So I'm still supporting the Pistons, the Lions, even when they're piss-awful. But I don't have another team. If I but, grew up a Pistons fan and say that for whatever reason they put another Detroit team here and the Pistons are already here and the Pistons aren't moving, they just have the Detroit Shock. They're now an NBA team. I am I don't care about the Detroit Shock because I'm still with the Detroit Pistons because the Pistons are the team. Now, like we talked about last week, if the and Pistons got relegated and they moved to fucking Oklahoma City, and then a new Detroit team came, well, then the new Detroit team is my team. Right. But if I was already a Pistons fan from Jump Street, and then there's another team in Detroit, I don't care about that team.
3: And while that's and valid, and say Detroit fans are bad because they're not up.
2: Not only say they were filling up LCA, right? If the other team played at fucking Kobo, you say they're not filling up Kobo. Or they have, you know, they're bad fans because nobody's talking about this new Detroit team.
3: And a segment that has been missed, has been wanted, at least by myself, for a long time. My namesake, the Grizzly takes our back. New backtrack, new questions we have four of them for you and we are going to start off with a pertinent one as the college football season is rounding down to its final third of the regular season. Gentlemen, to start off with the Grizzly takes and to remind everybody since it's the 50th episode, just a reminder, our responses to the takes are thus. Grizzly being that they are strong and powerful and we would definitely go into battle with them. Cuddly being that they are weak, soft, and they are just not up to snuff. So First and foremost, the first topic for the Grizzly Take Debate, gentlemen, is what team outside of the top six in the NCAA is most likely, or would you give the best chance of getting to the college football playoff? Ryan, we start so, with you. I didn't want to be super duper safe and just go ahead and take like the
2: seventh, tank, seventh ranked team, which right now it looks like it's Oregon, so I'm going to go ahead and roll with... A team that doesn't have um, really kind of a lot that they can pad their schedule with but given something is breaking right for them I think they can at least make it the case and that team is the Baylor Bears they have one more game against a ranked team and that is number 10 Oklahoma and they're actually traveling to uh, Baylor I'm not sure exactly where they're located right now but they're traveling to Baylor a home game for the Bears, which will probably define their season and end up, you know, kind of placing them hopefully where they want to be. And then the week after that, they uh, they host Texas at home and maybe by then Texas can find themselves Back in the rankings. By then, the uh, the college football playoff rankings, I think they should be out. So that's a place where uh, Baylor can also do a little bit of strengthening of their schedule. But they're undefeated right now, and if they're able to run the table, they get by Oklahoma and Texas. I think that will leave a good impression in people's memories of just kind of them going back to back against two traditional powerhouse teams, um, and Oklahoma, a team that will still probably finish somewhere inside the top 10 or at least the top 15. They still have Jalen hurts. So they're still, you know, a big name. They'll get a lot of exposure, but Baylor is a team just because they don't have the losses right now. And they have the path to, uh, to do it. If they're undefeated at the end of the year, I think you have a real interesting conversation about, um, either leaving them out or putting them into the playoff discussion.
3: The only reason that I'm going to say Cubley for this is that I think that Baylor have shown too many times. There's just no chance that they're going to go undefeated. Um, Well, in theory, obviously, if they went out, there's definitely an argument to be made. I just think that they've shown too many times that they are going to drop a close game here or there. I just don't see it, unfortunately, so I'm going to say Cuddly.
4: Uh, Cuddly for me, I think the Big 12's shots at the playoff is absolutely laughable this year.
0: I mean, Oklahoma still gives them a shot at it, and that part of it is not laughable. But I think the fact that Oklahoma lost, Texas has lost a couple times, I think that hurts Baylor's resume if they do go on to beat both those teams. Uh, do we know how does it work with the Big Twelve Championship? Would they have to face Oklahoma again?
3: Uh, top two teams. So
0: there's no division. Yep, it's just the Top teams. two teams would face off. Okay. Correct. Um, you know what? I'll, if if it all played out that way and Baylor beat Oklahoma twice to go along with it, and Oklahoma doesn't lose again. Besides the Baylor twice, I do like their cha- I do. I would like their chances in that one.
4: I feel like you guys are just not looking at the standings. The amount of chaos, I. This is. This well, is, I think hey, I think this this as, anyway. this is as in as a vacuum. It's go, this is in a vacuum.
0: So. And and, and also that's these, just not these, how these really aren't hard, the college football so.
2: standings right now. They're just the AP. So as Baylor continues, right. if Baylor continues to go undefeated, I think they'll shoot up the college football
3: rankings. All right. So on to mine because I I had a specific team in mind when I thought about this. So. When it comes to outsider puncher's chance and somebody that really controls their destiny 100%, partially because they're going to be playing three top 25 teams in their last four games and then the Big Ten title, my outside team is is Minnesota. Minnesota is undefeated, and while their non-conference is nothing great, they play Penn State, Iowa, and Wisconsin, on top of the fact that they will We would assume either Penn State or Ohio State. That's another win. If Minnesota is able to run that gamut and be undefeated, they are absolutely going to be able to make the college football playoff. And another thing to keep in mind for anybody who's skeptical, their road game, the only one they have, is at Iowa. And if you have Penn State at home in a game that is going to be lit, despite the fact that they decided not to have it be a night game, and then they have Wisconsin at home in the last game of the season, I think there's a very good chance that they are undefeated going into the Big Ten title game. And then at that point, just throw the records out and then just best team wins and we'll see. I'm going to say
2: Cuddly for this one. I like where your head's at. It's kind of the same with Baylor. If you if you run the table, then, of course, you're in more so for Minnesota than Baylor because they would have, you know, all those signature wins, but I I see it more for Baylor than I do for Minnesota where I don't see them beating Penn State and I don't see them beating Ohio State in the Big Ten title, which is probably who they would uh, who they would end up going against, and if they do face Ohio State team, you know, theoretically, Ohio State in the Big Ten title game, They've traditionally just smacked around whatever opponent they had in there that was from the West. Well, there's when they uh, bottomed out. It was in Northwestern last year. They smacked that Wisconsin team like 55 nothing. So if Ohio State finds themselves in the in the Big Ten championship game with a chance to go to the playoffs, I don't see there's any conceivable way that uh, that Minnesota is able to take that game from them and then and then give them the push they need. That one's actually
4: gonna be. Grizzly for me, not that I think Minnesota will actually do it, but this is outside teams for a reason. If they really are the real deal, I mean, they're undefeated. They absolutely get in if they win out, and really they can afford to drop a game if they upset Ohio State in the title game and win the Big Ten as a one-loss Big Ten team, I still think they'd have a chance to get in. So they just... I don't think they're good enough to do it, but you want to talk about a real team that controls their destiny, Minnesota would be it, so I'll say Grizzly on principle.
0: Yeah, I'm saying Grizzly as well, I mean, I was confused, I thought we were just saying, you know, if they ended up winning out kind of thing, you know, these are the teams that we think have the best chances, and if they win out and beat Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship, uh, I mean, I don't know how you leave them out of the equation in that situation.
4: So, I I hate this question so much, and well, we're doing but- teams outside of the top six, correct?
0: Yes, that's what I said when we
4: started. <laughs> I'm just, just I'm, clarifying. I'm clarifying. Didn't come through super crystal. I hate this team, and I think they were super overrated and that they've only proved it and that they're still super overrated. But the one team that is still very much alive for a berth, they get their shit together, is Georgia. And Jake Fromm can't possibly be much worse, but I don't see Georgia winning crap. But all Georgia's got to do, they got to, they, they got to beat Florida this week. And then they're in the t- SEC title game, and then they got to win one game to get in the playoffs. So if I gotta pick an outside team with a shot, I'm gonna take Georgia. Oregon will be number two, but I just don't think that they're getting it, even winning out.
2: It's grizzly for me. I do think Georgia does end up beating Florida, and um, they still they still do. Yeah, excuse me. They still do have to um, go to Auburn and win that game as well. For for them to have a shot, obviously, at the playoff, and Alabama is a team that they've played tough the last couple times that they have played them. So I think it's it's more likely that Georgia gets in um, than say a team like Minnesota facing Noah and Ohio State in the uh, in their championship game. I think Georgia has a better shot at beating Alabama.
3: Um, I I can't get on this train partially because if you're gonna tell me based on likelihood, who is going to be going to the college football playoff between any of the sec schools Georgia's not getting in over either the lsu or alabama loser they're not you can't lose at home to south carolina and look like that if I they don't win
0: even the conference you win.
3: uh yes yeah, i very much am okay because i think that i think that the committee is going to weigh that game on november 9th substantially better than george's it'll be It'll be specifically about, in my conceptions of it at least, I think that it's going to be very similar to how Penn State and Ohio State in 2016 were. And so I'm going to say Cuddly for it.
0: It's grizzly for me. I think if they're winning out and they have a one loss in the SEC and the SEC title, I think they're going to be in it. We all know how much... Uh, The college football committee loves the SEC in general, and loves trying to have two teams of them involved in the Final Four, uh, so I could easily see them, uh, if they went out, being involved in that race. Well, you guys took all the good ones, and left me with shit. Uh, The shit being the winner of the Pac-12, whether that's Oregon or Utah, who both only have one loss right now, but... We've seen how they treat the Pac-12 in the past, and I just don't think it's very likely. So, out of the ones that are left, and without picking a number five team, like I, Penn State... You can pick State, one of ours. You can pick one no, of no, ours. No, 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 we'll you just be different here, and it's weird to say that it's different, because they were in it last year, but if Oklahoma gets their shit together, and runs the rest of the season, and steamrolls the Big 12 championship, they're a one-loss Big 12 champion, and have been involved in this before put up a fight have not won a college football playoff game but i think if oklahoma does win out and wins out convincingly they're gonna have a good argument to be involved
2: this grizzly for me oklahoma they do have the one loss to um a kansas state team that at least is now ranked probably partially because they beat oklahoma but if kansas state uh is able to win the rest of their games they have Kansas, Texas, West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Iowa State. So, all very winnable games to make that loss look a little bit better for Oklahoma. And they still do have the sex appeal, not only with just Oklahoma as a brand, but Jalen Hurts, you know, still a Heisman contender, and um, and Lincoln Riley, who's kind of one of the hotter head coaches. The Sean uh, McVay Paul. of college. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's a way better comparison than what I was saying. Um, but, yeah, they still have, you know, one of the kind of the big-name college coaches and. uh in the land so I I do think that Oklahoma
3: is still uh, pretty alive in the football in the playoff race absolutely not not even close this is Ohio State syndrome all over again partially because I I mean I obviously had a a really vested interest in that game Uh, that score was not indicative of how that game went Oklahoma got clowned and the only reason that it was close is because Kansas State decided to take the, take the gas off the pedal, so to speak. Something that I know Paul has mentioned before. Don't understand why they did it, but they did. It. And Oklahoma just has an embarrassing loss. I don't care if they went out. It does not matter to me. They're not making it. Especially, I mean, if we're going to compare it to a Pac-12, Oregon looks substantially better. Their loss in Arlington on just miracles from Auburn is going to be substantially more impressive than getting destroyed by a first-year head coach in Manhattan, Kansas. It's not close. It's cuddly.
4: Well, I'm not going to try to end your life, Matt, because you kind of got cornered into this pick. But I do side with Dylan on this one, certainly cuddly. Uh, Pretty much the opposite problem that Georgia's going to have Um, Even if Oklahoma wins out, the loser of LSU-Bama, the loser of Penn State-Ohio State, probably the SEC East champ, even if they lose the the SEC title game, and the Pac-12 champ are all finishing higher than Florida. All of
2: them. Oklahoma. Florida, you say.
4: (laughs) Yeah, Oklahoma. Sorry, Jesus. Even if Oklahoma wins (laughs) out, those four teams are all finishing higher than them. I just I don't see how it's possible. And I'm not going to pick on you, Matt. I mean, you were kind of cornered into the pick. It is what it is.
3: Well, those are our ride-or-die teams for that. So if one of My us winds up being correct, uh, I mean, what I'm saying by that is that if, if in the circumstance any of our teams make the college football playoff, not you, Matt, then we can take pride in that. So uh, moving right along, we have ourselves a, a way – of rounding our discussion out from previously because as we I don't know if Matt's gonna well, cut it or not but with we did this talk one.
4: it's the best
3: I mean no we're not because <laughs> we're doing it in the order that I put it so talk about The way that this works is is some, something that uh, Ryan decides to hate hate a lot outside of disparaging the NBA is uh, conference realignment and obviously it's going to happen at some point Paul me- Paul mentioned this already about how the how there should be four 16 team conferences so gentlemen we are going to round out the big 10 and you can make the changes however you want but pretty much just tell me what the teams are that round out the 16 how do we get to it ryan because you hate the subject so much pal why don't you go first
2: i want to see uh the red river rivalry come to the big 10 bring texas and oklahoma here give us some some more big names help us in football obviously more so but both have shown a propensity to at least be competitive um, in college basketball, too. So it'll just add to add more to Michigan State's daunting schedule where then they don't have to play Rutgers or they don't have to play. Well, Maryland's pretty good at basketball, but they don't have to play some of the other trash teams that the, uh, that the Big Ten offers them. So this is what I would want to see happen. If you're going to go with the 416 teams, bring, bring those two traditional rivals, Texas State Fair, all of it, to
3: the Big Ten. Um, I know that I'm going to be in the minority of this, but I've never understood this. I don't like it. I don't think culturally. I don't think narratively, historically, anything like that. Like, Texas and Oklahoma do not have a history with any Big Ten teams outside of Nebraska. I don't like it. I don't get it. And I, I just – I will never – it, it'll, it'll never sit right with me. I would sooner accept both of those schools in the Pac-12 – before i would accept them with us what a gross and again system. i under i understand that i'm in the minority of it i'm not pretending like it's anything other than that it's just a personal preference well, it's so I super
4: cuddly about. for me and i will elaborate more when i do my even more changes to the big 10 for my restructure
0: I'm with it. I think it would be a heck of a lot of fun. Ryan, I'm around with you. Bring the Red River Shootout to the Big Ten. Why not? The Big 12's a waste right now anyway, so why not bring the biggest names over as opposed to the old former biggest name that we already have that no one cares about having.
3: Mine for realignment is one that I've wavered on one team. I will say that I used to always have iowa state in there however the way that the big 10 has treated its realignment is in markets right bringing the big 10 network to as many markets as humanly possible what is the fiscal sense in terms of expansion so to me unfortunately while iowa state makes a lot of sense for things outside of fiscally like obviously they're a good athletic program a rivalry with iowa geographical distance to other schools the two teams that I would add in are going to be one of the most powerful and most prominent of the group of five schools in the team that regionally has a lot of ties to Big Ten teams. The Cincinnati Bearcats bringing in the Cincinnati market, both recruiting and even more so with the Big Ten Network and the Pittsburgh Panthers bringing in Pittsburgh as well, bringing about a full regional lock geographically. It makes sense. Every Big Ten team in the East, at least, has ties to both of these schools in some fashion, and it makes monetary sense to expand the Big Ten to two traditional schools. So I will say Cincinnati and Pittsburgh.
2: I'll say uh, uh, I'll say Grizzly, because I like those two schools, but on record, it's just a way less fun version of what I
4: propose. <laughs> I'm going to say Super Cuddly, because... Big Ten's pretty solid, but we got enough trash already.
0: Uh, I'm going to say Grizzly and leave it at that because I will expand more on my pick.
3: I'm just saying, like, y'all didn't even... Well, at least Paul didn't even address my reasoning. Well, oh, like, I understand know, uh, the reason. reasoning. It's <laughs> the same reasoning
4: that Jim Delaney had when he made the really ill-advised expansion, which gets perfectly into mine because I'm going to make the Big Ten absolutely lit as fuck. See, the first thing we are doing is kicking Rutgers in Maryland. That was a terrible decision, and I don't give a shit about money. We already print money. And do you want to really print money? Let's fix this West and East. So we're going to bye-bye Maryland. Bye-bye Rutgers. And you know what? We are bringing the Red River rivalry here. You're God dang right. We're going to really spice it up that West. And along with the Red River rivalry is coming another Big 12 team. Because <laughs> remember, I think, I know, I really butchered that. So, I, so, so, I, I so how did you put them? All over the place. Jesus. <laughs> along with the Red River rivalry needs to come Wild Iowa Wild State. Wild. We're dissolving the Big 12. It shouldn't exist anyways. Iowa State, come on home, buddy. Let's bring that in-state rivalry here. So we got the Red River rivalry. We got Iowa State. And let's round it off with the team that should be here all along in Notre Dame. You want to talk about a powerhouse fucking conference? Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Texas... And Iowa State, your West and East are just stupid phenomenal. Your conference is ridiculous, stacked top to bottom. Your nine conference games are absurd every single weekend and week out. How could you say no to this?
2: It's Grizzly, but you took half of mine, so I'm mad at you. Yep, because because you cuddled mine
3: <laughs> and then just took 50% of it. I didn't cuddle so yours. You did? I did you not cuddle cuddled. yours.
4: That's false. No, I didn't. No, you
3: did. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. what she said, but it, it's fine. So I said
4: super grizzly, I'll elaborate more on mine. No, I haven't.
3: Alright, well here's the thing. I unfortunately am going to have to say cuddly. Now I'm not Go gonna to explain the rivalry rival, rivalry part. I don't you know, you know, if, if you, you did just say the
2: Red um, River
0: showdown, <laughs> it's a heck of a lot easier.
2: <laughs> That's not what
0: it's called. It man. actually is one of the names <laughs> that it's called. It's showdown, <laughs> it's shootout, so and rivalry. Hard. <laughs> rivalry.
3: <laughs> okay, regardless, the, the RRS of some kind, of some capacity, uh, regardless of that, I already explained why Iowa State just, it just doesn't make sense. Like, the Big Ten will not do it. They just won't. I and I'm give with a you. Shit if I want to it to be. But they won't. And the other thing, too, is Notre Dame's not coming here. That bridge is burned. They are in ACC school they eventually will give up their independent status once the acc says that they are going to be okay having notre dame keep its networking and not having to go on the acc network they are an acc school it's over i'm sorry i just want to know where
4: where i missed the part that we were predicting the expansion i thought it was
3: just our own i i always put mine in the. i put mine in the sense of tangibility did did you put that did you put that in the instructions I i didn't see
0: that in the instructions Pick two I mean, teams I said round it out the my, Big expansion to that none teams. of There's nothing to. in there about realism or anything of that, Faye. <laughs> all right. Well, look, that's my all reasoning. Right. Well, so. it's Grizzly for me, and I'll expand some more right now because you and Dylan <laughs> essentially took all of my pieces and put <laughs> them together because so uh, what I would do is kick out Nebraska, I would kick out Maryland, and I would kick out Rutgers, and I would replace them with Cincinnati, so now we have more of Ohio rivalries going on, temple and Pitt to go along against going up against penn state to have that pennsylvania rivalry going on obviously i have always said bring in notre dame because they have rivalries with michigan and michigan state in-state rivalries with purdue and indiana and i would add iowa state to give iowa their rivalry in conference as well so you're kicking out three i'm bringing in five and that gets us to 16 And there is my total encompassing and keeping it all within the Midwestern market as well, which is what the whole idea was in the first place of having these different markets. The Big Ten is the Midwest. You keep it all right there. It's all good to go. All of the schools have their rivalries now. The states have their in-state games. The fans would love it. I don't care about how they're already part of other bullshit. I'm not using realism here, Dylan. Forgive me. But this is what I think the fans would love to see. The states would love to see. And it would be a heck of a lot of fun in the Big Ten
3: timeout real quick yep can you re just not getting for the rid you of you Maryland Rutgers I, Nebraska fine.
0: so there's three out yep. of the 14 getting us to 11. Okay. bringing in Iowa State for the okay. Iowa rivalry bringing in Notre Dame for the Indiana rivalries along with Michigan and Michigan State that they've had a long time with Cincinnati gets the Ohio market all sure. the rivalry now and then Temple and Pittsburgh to go up against Penn State for your Pennsylvania rival.
2: This one's grisly for me, but I do want to point out that all of us are pussy because we didn't create a 20 team super conference.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you combine all of ours, well, I think we did.
4: Second. Hold on a second. At Temple, Notre I Dame, Ohio to State, say, Iowa State. No. I venture to say that my 16 are stronger than what any of your 20 would have been.
2: No, cause they would have just been there, and then we would have added other teams. Like your, like your 16 <laughs> would have been in there. Just would have been four more. So teams. Matt,
4: it was. It's well thought out. It makes sense. You could even call it. I. I would think, just as realistic it as I other jeans. proposals. But it's cuddly. <laughs> outside of the fact that we're obviously not going to kick Rutgers in Maryland, but I have to cuddle it on a similar principle to why I cuddled right. Dylan's, Cincinnati temple and pittsburgh are not what i consider big 10 caliber programs and no i don't consider Rutgers and maryland big Ten caliber programs i don't i i don't i don't like it at all i th- listen i get it pitt and pennsylvania i get it or penn state whatever jesus christ I, i'm just no, we can this. add penn into. I, I just they're not just come. If we're expanding i don't want to water down the conference i want to strengthen the conference
3: interesting that you uh that you say the two teams that i had said matt but yours was very well thought out and what have you temple was definitely one that i also had in mind it makes sense for the philadelphia market so for that reason i am going to say grizzly for yours and now we move on from that and i do want to make a certain point about this gentleman i am going to have a specific rule on this next Grizzly take, and that is, we are going to decide the worst conference move in the FBS in total. And here is where this is going to be a little difficult for all of you lazy bastards. Rutgers is off the table. That's the easy and the obvious. It is not allowed. Could you not have said this before to we to did the topic? Oh my God! It's almost like there's. A hundred thousand other schools to choose from, so I'm going to have you do that. Thanks for playing, well, Brian. Kind of think you're about it,
2: <laughs> My move is a move that um, I would hope he didn't have Rutgers. That Russia. I guess hasn't happened. It's not from a conference. It's a team not joining a conference, and that's Notre Dame. They're picking their schedules every year and okay. not not aligning themselves with the conference except for when it's convenient with them. They're going to pick on the weak ACC and only play Clemson every now and then to bolster their schedule and their wins up. And they have to win obviously less games to get into the playoffs. I know they have those uh, those games with like USC in the Pac-12. So in that aspect, some. They can have a tough schedule on occasion but other than that I just wish Notre Dame would join a conference any conference doesn't even have to be the Big Ten which is what I would like to see but just join a goddamn conference your basketball team's already in the ACC just join them for football you selfish
3: bastards I'll be honest I'm not have to say cuddly for this I'm just and it's not even to say that it's not necessarily good reasoning I'm just so over it like the fixation on of everyone in the Big Ten on Notre Dame it gives them too much power. We just got to move on, so I'm going to say cuddly for it.
4: Yeah, I'm going to say grizzly, but I'm kind of mad. I love that you kind of resurfaced the question and flipped it a little bit, and I love your team and your reasoning, but I'm pissed because every fucking time I do this, you cuddly it for it not being in the spirit of the goddamn question.
0: Uh, it's absolutely grisly I've said forever they should be in the Big Ten Uh, again reiterating the fact that they have a huge rivalry with both of our schools Um, long before all of these SEC, Pac-12, Big Ten networks all came out Notre Dame had their network it's NBC and they broadcast all of their home games and it is the entire reason that they have not joined a conference because they would lose that contract with NBC that gives them millions of dollars for the rights to broadcast their home games and it's annoying as all hell they should be in the conference they should be in our conference it makes the most damn sense makes no sense having them in the acc and i hate that they're there for basketball they should just join the big 10 and get it over with because that's where they belong
3: mine is one that is a little outside of the box but i have a myriad ding 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 of reasons why Uh, and it's honestly and it's actually also one that kind of started this whole thing and that's West Virginia going to the Big 12. Not only is it that geographically, it's, it makes less than zero sense. It, there was no footprint for West Virginia in the Big 12 whatsoever. They went to a conference that was a complete downgrade, especially when the ACC was just grabbing the former Big East after dissolved left and right on top of that west virginia and the backyard rivalry between pittsburgh and west virginia the fact that that's gone is a damn shame and so I, mine's, mine's west virginia
2: this is this is grizzly for me um the reasons you laid out it doesn't make sense for west virginia to have left the big east to go to the um the big 12 so is it like they're on the east coast of the country yeah Yeah, it's grizzly for me as well
0: um you know while i've started to acclimate myself to it and getting used to seeing them um it still is weird and doesn't make much sense considering where they are but a lot of these conferences don't make much sense with some of these teams uh even big name ones and it's just something we've had to live with but it's grizzly for me
4: so it's super grisly for me because it really is a lesser version of what mine is. Uh, I do want to keep this to modern football because I think the uh, easy number one of all time is Tulane leaving the SEC in the '30s, but nobody gives a shit about that because it happened in the '30s. Oh, that's a
3: good. That's a good poll.
4: But nobody cares, right? Because that happened in the 30s. And yeah, Tulane would be probably a much better place than they are now. But that was forever ago.
3: <laughs> Word up to University of Chicago. <laughs> Two
4: modern leagues and what people actually remember, South Carolina leaving the ACC. Like, what the F, man? You're, you're <laughs> literally on the coast. You got Clemson right there. You are. It's not like you. I mean, you are very successful. But it's not like there was no competition in the ACC. You have not been successful since you left. It had nothing to do with money at all. It just... Geographically, it doesn't make sense. Competition-wise, it doesn't make sense. Recruiting blueprint, it doesn't make sense. Rivalry-wise, it doesn't make sense. And it's been, in hindsight, a bad decision on top of it. Like, what the F?
2: What the F, indeed. (laughs) This one, for me, is... Grizzly, not for, uh, probably for some of the reasons you mentioned, but only because back when uh, back when NCAA football was still a video game, which hopefully, obviously, we're getting back. I used the uh, the Alshon Jeffrey, South Carolina team. I forgot who their quarterback was. His, his name's uh, Steven, Steven Garcia. Garcia. And lots of them and then the Des Bryant team um, at Oklahoma State. I don't know if it was the exact same time or a couple of years later, but very fun just throwing up the ball throwing up the ball to them and if i was ever them on franchise mode it would have been easier going
3: through the acc than going through the sec um it's absolutely cuddly for so many reasons and the first one and the most obvious is i would agree with you if they were in the sec west but they're not they're in the east Which is substantially easier. And the only reason why South Carolina hasn't been able to win it is their own fault. It's not because they moved conferences. And also the financial reasons why they moved. The money that the SEC makes compared to the ACC. It's not not even close. And on top of that, you talk about recruiting footprint. but But the SEC has a footprint of Atlanta where the ACC does not. And on top of that... South Carolina has less to travel to all of their divisional opponents than they would have if they were in the ACC. So you're
4: absolutely The amount of fallacies that you just spouted in 60 seconds is incredible.
3: That's not how this works. I know. That's why I'm just going to leave it at that. Matt, go ahead.
0: This one's hard to pick, mostly because I don't care. It's South Carolina. (laughs) And, like, they haven't been... They haven't been later. notable since, I mean, Lou Holtz slept there and, uh, <laughs> <Steve Spurrier laughs> left there and Steve Spurrier left there. Oh, there's the name. Um, Where's the date? <laughs> but uh, just so that Paul doesn't lose his f- mind, I'll say Grizzly. Mine is the one that has been mine since the day it happened, <laughs> and it's been driving me nuts for years. And it's Nebraska leaving the Big 12 and coming to the Big 10 and leaving their ridiculously <laughs> giant rivalries with Oklahoma especially when they were in the Big 12 North or whatever the hell it was called. Texas at times, uh, it's just that their travel would have been a hell of a lot easier. It was a hell of a lot easier when they were in the Big 12. You had big names, big-name coaches, big-name quarterbacks, big-name teams, national championships, prominence throughout that entire area with those three schools, and it has not worked. No one gives a shit about them in the Big 10, and it's never worked. I've never understood it, and I hate it
4: tell us how you really feel i did
2: (laughs) boom 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 that one is grizzly for me matt i like uh i like all these or i guess i don't like all these being that we're agreeing that all these decisions decided to suck but that was very very well said by you and if somebody (laughs) didn't agree i'm sure
3: they do now yeah. Well, I don't agree uh, and but at the same time the reason why I say that is because I think that Nebraska, While they are they are definitely a bad example, I think Missouri is worse because of the missing of the Border War, which I've obviously shown, but it is coming back in college college basketball, I should say. So hey, there's my plug for the Border War, one of the best basketball rivalries there is. But also Colorado leaving for the Pac-12, same deal. And another thing I will say is that Nebraska did. But here is the thing. I think that Nebraska is actually starting to acclimate with rivalries in the Plains area, specifically with Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska, and Iowa. Who the Iowa? hell considers Minnesota fact, Nebraska, the Plains I- area? Um, That's the great up north. Of folks. But <laughs> regardless... Uh, but re- regardless, the one thing that I would say that I think th- flies in the face of that is that Nebraska and I will have actually a really cool tradition going on now with their rivalry going on there. Uh, that they pl- always play the game after Thanksgiving. And it's actually been pretty pretty competitive. Uh, the schools are starting to finally acclimate themselves with each other. So I'm going to say, yeah, uh, cuddly.
4: This one's super cuddly for me. I, this move for Nebraska made so much sense on a myriad of levels. It just.
0: There's three to one. Ah, you bitch. What? nothing
4: go on that, the, you the, have
0: that, a that
3: myriad you God have a, you you have a myriad Co- of problems with you so de- there it is to, uh, three to two um
4: no it was perfect for nebraska a myriad
3: of derails nebraska
4: is just as much a midwest program as it is a freaking whatever region you want to call the big 12 they left a conference that is just on the way down for one of the best conferences in football they have better money better competition leaving a conference that really just needs to completely implode it's completely garbage and who cares about nebraska oklahoma nebraska texas everyone's about oklahoma texas who quite frankly should be following them to the big 10 but they left for greener pastures and they haven't run the Big Ten like they thought they were going to, or at least some of their absurd fans did, but
3: <laughs> probably shouldn't have
4: fired Bo Pelini, but th- that's not the point. They left for greener hey! pastures, and they are greener pastures, and it's a place, as Dylan already demonstrated, that they really fit in. I-, I-, I don't understand how you can hate on this move. It made sense at the time. It makes sense now when they're a cultural fit, a geographical fit, and everything fit. And Except now Scott Foss, and his one. aspect of wherever the fuck.
3: UCF. Um... And that's after Heiple winds up being the next Michigan State head coach. Ain't that right, Ryan? Heyo. Let's you want go. Our <laughs> Speaking don't of know. all of our <laughs> and takes and whatnot, next. now that we have gotten at each other's throats and and everybody has been going back and forth, it's actually been pretty civil this week. But um, we need to apologize. Everybody needs to apologize once in a while. It's therapeutic. It's important. Even though Ryan said we've done this two times before. And yeah. that is, gentlemen, you're going to call somebody out, not in a bad way, but in an intervention kind of way, where we just need to talk about it. There is a take that somebody has said that you need them to apologize for. Ryan, what is the first one So that that person gets to respond, because that's kind of cool. Uh, for
2: Let the record show, I hate going first, because I feel like whoever I say is going to do it back to me, uh, it's a super <laughs> uncomfortable position. But here's one that I'm gonna choose because I think the uh, I think the target will will agree with me because I I've seen that he's seen a little bit of the light already, and that is Dylan with his absolute slander of one Mr. Kobe White. He called this man the stupidest oh. person to ever walk the face of the earth. He said he didn't have a single brain cell in his body. And he really insulted his intelligence more than you could ever do to another person. You would think that Kobe White next
3: to Forrest Gump made Forrest Gump look like Albert Einstein. Is this a grisly take?
4: Are we all responding?
3: Uh, yeah, so. we're, we're responding. But, but, the way, but the way the format's going to work is the person who is accused goes should first. They go, I think Kobe, they should go
4: last. Well, we can discuss it, but I think they should go
2: Kobe, Kobe finally got uh, on the Bulls as sort of a poetic justice for Dylan. He was very (laughs) sad about it at the time. And then continued his barrage of of intelligence insults. And so far, Kobe White has played (laughs) excellent. Not even just throughout the regular season, even though that's the, the part that matters. But throughout the summer league and then throughout the preseason, Kobe White has been absolutely balling out and shown that he knows what to do when he gets on a basketball court. And Dylan was just was just not having it, but I think he's seen the light.
4: So how do we want to do this? Do we do last or first for the response?
3: Last. Yeah, I'll do, I'll go last.
4: Okay, so I'm gonna say Grizzly, just because I think this whole thing's hilarious. I'm getting a complete pass here. Apparently, it almost felt like Dylan piggybacked off my feelings of. This Kobe is also White.
0: true. You, the one oh, who called him the dumbest like on. basketball player ever.
4: <laughs> I did, and. I still stand by it.
2: Well, I, I could only call out one of you, Would but you, I knew you were in that camp as well. we'll see. But um, Dylan's more likely to apologize. because I, I think it's,
4: it's hilarious well, that here. I'm getting kind of a pass here. I think Kobe White's still really fucking stupid. Um, I think he's had a little bit of beginner luck in the NBA, but I will say because the NBA is a little more position lists a little more free or a little more open
0: uh it's grizzly and you're not getting the pass from me on this one paul because dylan did piggyback off of you you were way harsher <laughs> on oh, kobe than on. dylan was dylan was just mad he went to his uh, team you were mad at <laughs> him dude, as a person uh, in the tournament long before he went to any bas- <laughs> professional basketball team dylan got more upset you when he had to put on, on a bulls jersey you, you <laughs> <remember> <laughs> were attacking that man before the ncaa tournament i think in the acc tournament calling this man the <laughs> stupidest man you've ever seen seem to play for basketball and he is turning out to have a pretty decent rookie year through the first 3 games of the season.
4: He looks as dumb as he is. It's even worse. He's
0: smart enough on a basketball court so far. So,
2: and he loves his teammates. What is it? Cam Johnson <laughs> and, after, after that drafted so, He was all hype
3: Oh yeah. So, here's the thing. Um I got to own up to this. I mean, it is this is like my trial by fire to prove if I'm really a Bulls fan or not and I absolutely am, I was wrong. I it's it's grisly. I I'm I apologize for for making fun of the dude's intelligence. Now I don't necessarily think he's the smartest actual human. Like I don't think that he he's gonna be sitting here getting any sort of you know land grants or whatever it is that smart people get. But <laughs> you know I just I was mad. Matt, Matt's 100% correct. I was just upset because the Bulls got seventh. I hated that shit and you saw it coming did, for we like a week slated to get number <laughs> four I know. the pig. I know I, it, what, I, I know I did I was so like good. this motherfucker is going to the team and you know what I'm actually kind of happy about it I'm glad that Zach finally has somebody that's going to be able to help him out in the backcourt while Lowry who uh, I would like to point out Ryan snaked away from me because he's a rat bastard took away from me in fantasy uh, but I have Kobe on my fantasy team and I'm all the happier well, for we, it so I, would, that for I
4: would White. like to object on the grounds mm-hmm. Of, and it's unfair actually to call Dylan Bandwagon Bill because you're the one who calls him that. Fans, <laughs> I know, and I'm I'm apologizing. We're all apologizing, So I'm apologizing. For? apologizing. The reason I say it's unfair is because people associate with bandwagon hoppers is people that hop onto good teams. And Dylan hops onto marginal teams that he has weird connection or appreciation for. We just literally, either on this podcast or before, he explained to AJ how he was not, in fact, a Bulls fan. (laughs)
3: No, I did Yes, you did. I said that I was a recent one. No, I said that my Chicago teams were ride or dies forever, but the Bulls is more recent
4: he Absolutely, because said I said Bills that I exception. gave up
0: on the Pistons. I'll, I'll help you out by jumping in and using mine. So Dylan,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the fuck is this? For basically <laughs> saying that Robert Kraft was the mastermind of a sex oh traffic God. ring in Jupiter, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> when there was no sex traffic ring to be found, and Robert Kraft was basically let go of yes. all charges
2: altogether. Yes! That's that's what happens yes. when you're rich. That's absolutely cuddling.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, wait what did you say? It. How did you cuddle that? What? What?
2: Cuddling. What? That's what happens when you're rich. You let go of all charges. Tom Brady and Dylan know the truth. Well, hold on. Okay, so that is
4: super grisly, and what Ryan's saying doesn't even make sense. The biggest contention with this is the thing that Dylan flat-out slandered this man for doesn't exist. They were like, "Oh my!" Bee. Oh, oh yeah. This just is like actual. Hey, just like Je- Jeffrey
2: Epstein they just, suicide. They just swept it under the rug.
4: This is actually consensual. That's right. Oh my god, it's super grisly. I'm so glad we finally did this. I wanted, if you remember, <laughs> Dylan took a cast off after all this came out, and then the next cast, I wanted to bring this up, and we never did. I'm so glad you finally did.
3: I think that what all this is proving right now is that I'm the only one that ever says anything of value, because everybody's picking on me. But regardless, it is cuddly yeah. because I swear you get first off. Ryan's my so rider are you not dog. apologizing. That's right. I see you, fam. I see you, dude. His own his own franchise quarterback oh, didn't even apologize. That he was not have fun anything my to Netflix. do with it to the do hell with it. out he of said here! He was Nothing the man who masterminded it. If Tom Brady,
0: <laughs> if Tom Brady, I did first off, oh, I, I did. Do, I didn't did it, but, but it was very,
2: it was very funny. For, inter-
3: for entertainment purposes. <laughs> I
2: let that part slide.
3: If te- if Tom Brady is good enough and and it is fine for him hey, to make fun of his owner... He made fun of, of his own owner owner, for going to a rub and No
0: if- one disputed the fact that he went to a rub and You basically said he started yeah. a sex trafficking yeah, you're right. ring. You're right.
3: I mean, that's what Tom said, too. And then he got mad that's because somebody not, put it out there. So God, it's okay. the
0: slander never ends. It. Totally
4: Dylan's Ever. favorite thing.
3: I mean... I, Hey, hey, Ryan, Ryan's a ride or die with me. That's so right, me and Tom Terrific to know the truth, so Dylan we're moving on. only
4: one that says anything of substance. That's why he's being attacked. I'm actually going to give Dylan a pass on this one, despite him uh, being one of the worst offenders in the beginning. But the reason I'm going to give Dylan a pass is because Dylan came around, but this is for everybody else on podcast ever. That would that's not, not how this Let works. the god dang Penn State-Michigan comparisons go. Because as much as that's I tried high to high 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 explain high them high. and discuss them, it wasn't that you disagreed, which is fine. That's what we do. They, they, we never even got to discuss them because they were literally laughed they at, scoffed them. at, poked in all angles, Scof, and scoffed. just
2: completely, <laughs> completely—they were scoffed at at Wofford. dismissed from reality,
4: and we have seen. The literal parallel that Michigan has done exactly the same season, and I already know Ryan's gonna be like, "Well, they can't replicate the Big Ten because they can't, that's which not is the, the point. Only it's reason not about the, uh... hold on, it's not about okay. finishing, winning the Big Ten. It is about the growth of the team, the height that they've reached."
3: You've already said this. You don't need to run I will through know, it again. because let's I, am
4: addressing Ryan's shitty response so that he comes up with a better one. Well,
3: Ryan's gonna respond I now. Want a so better let's go. Response.
2: So it's absolutely cuddly no because day. the only reason anybody gives any type of shits about that Penn State team is because they did go on to win the Big Ten. If they didn't win the conference Ooh. that year, they would just be another team that had a rough beginning that turned it up at the end and then went on and won a bowl game or whatever. It wouldn't be the story of post 2016, you 2016 Penn State.
3: Stop saying to so go Stop. First off. That's making me sad. But no, absolutely But also... <clears throat> I'm actually going to reside. I'm, I'm going to defend the homies on this end of things. I actually do think Ryan's Ryan's point is actually quite good. Uh, it, it is cuddly because, while in principle I understand what this you're is saying, so I get it. I'm that 100% not... with you. But at the same time, it, he his point is absolutely valid. You are not going to be able to do the same things as that team. It's just not available to you. Not even to say that the parallels aren't there, but I understand why they aren't it going to subside so with it, so I am going to, say to take
4: offense.
3: This is not how this works. The, I don't care. Not, I'm not hijacking not it.
4: the I mean, reasons were because You can't do that.
3: It's my segment.
4: Matt is
3: shutting this out now, so. Alright. Matt, please. Go ahead.
0: I don't even know what we're talking about, so cuddly. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and there we go. Uh
3: alright, my turn. And I you know what, I'll be honest. I I give him a too hard a time all the time. It's my bad. I like I'm too harsh on you, Matt. I'm sorry. I am. I know I am, and I apologize for that. However, you are going to apologize to me in every scope and facet, when I was not here and you did the most dishonest,
0: dishonorable
3: <laughs> garbage by sitting here and pretending like Russell freaking Wilson oh, is not the different. best oh, yeah. I quarterback about the so in the
4: NFL. <laughs> I thought you were going with so the impression. Sad right I, I, now. I, I thought he was talking about the impression <laughs> too. I am so sad right <laughs> now. No,
3: why would it be I about me? All because three you, of us on the I wasn't same here. wonderful page. All right. Well, my thing's still at one hundred percent valid because it, the immediately, immediately, right after you slandered this man, he had one of the best games that he's had in the last three years. He has is that not had a losing ass season as a Jackson? quarterback. That's right. Oh, interesting. Interesting that you that you bring those things up like somehow Russell Wilson hasn't had to deal with some of the worst offensive lines in the NFL and still has been able to win at least nine games a season. You are going to apologize for the slander on Russell Wilson not being the best quarterback in the NFL. I'm going to hear it or your credibility is shot.
2: So I, this, this is cuddly one. I do think it was talking about the, the NFC instead of the NFL. But regardless, Matt was riding with his other boys, Drew Brees, who had a very good game. And then uh, Not Aaron Rodgers, who's playing at a really high level this year. So it wasn't so much slander of Russell Wilson. He was just saying he liked the other guys who had been more proven.
4: So I'm a little disappointed because I really thought it was going to be the impression thing, which was hilarious. But this is cuddly as well. And I know Matt's not going to apologize just because Dylan's taking this in a different direction. Matt did not say Russell Wilson sucked or that he wasn't a top QB in the NFL.
3: May as well Matt have. simply said May as well Drew Brees
4: have. is better And while I don't agree with that It wasn't not some at abhorrent all. take I, I also agree that he's not But it wasn't some abhorrent take He didn't blasphemize Russell Wilson He didn't say he was trash I mean and he has his entire career If you career. point out the great game he had immediately after You also have to point out what happened When he faced the Baltimore Defense that hasn't been that good this year
0: mm-hmm if I remember correctly, by, by the it guy. was the, the he is the unquestioned best quarterback of the NFC, isn't that what it was? And my argument was, Something you can't say unquestioned when there's Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers both in the NFC. And you are talking about a guy, two Super Bowl champions in their own right, the man who will probably have the most yards all time when he is done with his career, would be up there in touchdowns as well if he didn't miss all these damn games this this season so far. And I can't apologize for that. That is team's... You've got two guys that have one loss on their record so far this year, and one has done everything to help his team get there in Aaron Rodgers, and the other has done everything his entire career to prove that short quarterbacks do belong in the NFL and is the most accurate passer we've ever seen.
3: I can't handle this, but it's fine. That's not how this works. So we end it. the music well, stops so just like Matt's credibility. podcast-worthy. The asinine. thing that I
4: get out of all this and the thing that I think makes us such great friends in such a great podcast is... When we disagree, what? even when we think evidence and proof comes out to prove our point, I'm we still fucking disagree. And it's hilarious. <laughs> we still cannot agree so even when we think we have proof.
3: It, I mean, it's not even a thought. Drew <laughs> didn't freaking need him to win five motherfuckers. In games in a row, you're acting like oh, he only has one loss on the season. Mother, I mean, he wasn't the even ball. there, and his
4: team I mean, well, still did. Okay, what about? Oh Rodgersen? really? Is that why they were winning <laughs> with Ted, Teddy Bridgewater? I totally and forgot to send the picture. And also, guys...
2: but I think it. Uh, I think it paints the bigger, the biggest takeaway from this is that me and Paul don't ever say anything stupid. <laughs> yes, <Definitely not> true.
4: <laughs> I, I use yours on Dylan no. after Paul. <laughs> uh...
3: I don't understand why y'all thought that I was going after the impression. Be, it was so bad. Because you god started awful. it by Literally saying wasn't that I recognized. You said I wasn't there.
4: Yeah. that's just what the reason
3: the reason why I didn't remember you not being the there. The reason, reason why I'm never get, about, I wouldn't yeah. even recognize this because it was so bad. Like I it's not even in my mind to be able to apologize. It was so awful.
4: Well, with that wonderful it, heartfelt man. lack of apology, it's time to close with the things that we can never agree on, and when we do, we're pretty much always wrong. We are bringing back the picks, and a lot of changes this last week. Hey. Uh, Ryan hey. is still losing ground, uh, and Ryan didn't have a bad week. He went even, but everyone else did pretty darn solid. We got 7-3, and three, myself, Dylan, and Matt. Uh, Don also split at 5-5. Five and five. Don did not get his picks into me this week, we and go, that
1: was
4: Don. 100% my fault, but I'm not going to take blame for it. Uh, we still have in first place, Ryan, <laughs> but he's only got a two game lead on Matt and they're both okay. a little bit over 500. Uh, I am straight in the middle third place, but I've made up a ton of ground the past few weeks. I'm only a few games back, just under 500. And we got Don a couple games back on myself. And Dylan is in last place, but not having a terrible year. He's he's batting 4.44, so it's not a travesty. Everyone's doing pretty solid, which is nice because well, we didn't start the year so hot. This week's games kind of suck. Very lackluster, both college and NFL. College are worse, but the NFL, nothing to sneeze at. We're gonna start in college like we always do. We got Michigan taking on Maryland, and this spread's already moved quite a bit. Open seventeen point favorites, Michigan already pushed to twenty one after their shellacking of Notre Dame last week. Who do you guys have?
2: This is a game I do have Michigan in. I don't like that the spread has uh, given me kind of more room for more room for air, but I I don't know. I just don't think Maryland has the has the the horses and the players to. Be able to run with Michigan for an entire game. Michigan's kind of found um, a little bit more of their identity. Uh, well, last week they kind of had to run the ball, but it is a team that's gaining a little bit more confidence. And I don't expect at least Maryland to be the team that uh, that you know puts a puts a dagger in that confidence.
3: I find it eternally hilarious that uh, Paul's savior Charbonnet isn't even the best running back on this team. Hey, yo, but that's all the shut more your reason that why. That is absurd. That's also. That is also the reason, because this is my pick, not yours, this is also the reason why Michigan is going to straight-up slaughter Maryland. They will
0: run for close to 300 yards on the ground. I will take Michigan by a lot. Uh, same. Maryland has god-awful. We've seen them get ass-blasted by teams a lot worse than Michigan and at home. Uh, so, yeah, give me the Wolverines.
4: I don't know how this spread's only 21. I, I, I don't get it. I don't know. Uh, this is a game Michigan is starting to fire on all cylinders. Just absolutely... And, I mean, I get it's a road game, but you're talking about a game that Josh Gaddis, offensive coordinator, is going to take personally after the offseason that him and Loxley had going back and forth, and Maryland has shown to be completely fake news this year. Michigan by a literal million. Where we thought game day was going to be in Florida, assuming this game is in Florida not a neutral site game. Um,
3: it's at Jacksonville. I just said it. Jacksonville is in Florida.
4: Eh, close enough. Number six, Florida, is essentially hosting, but not on campus, and you guys know how much I hate that in college football. Number eight, Georgia. Georgia going to a pseudo-road environment is a a six-and-a-half point favorite.
2: Six-and-a-half is too much for me. Even if I expect Georgia to win, I do think it's going to be a game that's uh, that's, that's a dogfight. You know, like a field goal game, basically.
3: So I'm going to take the Gators this one with the points and feel all types of good about it. Paul is again showing his ignorance for these neutral site games. I don't necessarily blame him, but the largest cocktail party in the uh, country—that's the name of it—and it absolutely is not a home game for Florida. They play it in Jacksonville for a reason. That's why I didn't. But I am going to take Florida in this one. So
0: I'm going the opposite. I'm going with the Bulldogs. I think they know that they've got to start impressing people if they want to have a chance to make the college football playoff, and they got to start getting a heck of a lot better defensively. And Jake Fromm's gotta do a heck of a lot more offensively. Uh so I will go with the Bulldogs in the largest cocktail party in the world.
4: Six and a half points is way too much. Uh not that I trust the AP, but Florida has looked better than Georgia with their backup quarterback. No, this is not a true home game, but it is in the state of Florida. They're probably better than Georgia. I mean what has impressed you about Georgia this year? Certainly not Jake Fromm. Uh, six and a half points. No, thank you. I'm going to take Florida all day in this one. That kind of pains me to say, but I hate both of these teams, so whatever. We're going to the Pac-12, and uh, it's interesting. We had our playoff discussion earlier, and Utah didn't come up in it, even though they have a really good chance to win the Pac-12 as a one-loss team. This week, in ninth-ranked Utah, travels to Washington as a -a three-and-a-half point favorite.
2: Washington coming off of a tough loss against... Oregon, another top ten team. I don't think their uh, their fortunes turn around any at all this week. I do expect the Utes to come in there and put a uh, put a pretty solid beatdown on them, actually. And the spread here is what three and a half. I definitely expect Utah to cover.
3: Washington, same as what Ryan said. Very disappointing loss. Gutted me for sure. Uh, Jacob eason has been okay, but in pac play, he's been not nearly as good as what I expected from him. Uh, I'm going to take the Utes on this.
0: Uh, Same. Washington hasn't seen a defense like what Utah brings to the table. And uh, I think the Utes are going to have a little bit of fun with Washington and uh, kind of roll them a little bit more like a 10-point victory for them. So give me the Utes.
4: I'm actually really excited that I get to make up a game on y'all here. Uh, Washington, completely different team at home. Utah, completely different team on the road. Washington has looked very good at home. Uh, Utah, while they've looked okay, Oregon's better, and Washington put up a really good game against them. It's not you guys are like, oh, I was disappointed it was gutting. They played well in that game, and you're you're coming at home a game that can really help salvage your season. It's a big game for them, and you're giving me 3.5 points. I mean, I like Washington to have a chance at the outright win here, and I will for sure take them as a a 3.5-point dog. Moving on to where game day actually is. And I know this excites Dylan so much to see the little guys get it. This is two weeks in a row, right?
3: Uh, Yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
4: So we have 24th-ranked Memphis. And this is where, uh, do you trust Vegas or do you trust the AP? 24th-ranked Memphis is a a five-and-a-half-point favorite over 15th-ranked SMU. And I don't have to tell you guys that there should be a sizable gap. this stretch of the rankings 15 to 24 i mean you're talking about barely in the top 25 to what is considered a super solid team but we all know how ridiculous the rankings are at times so who do you guys side with vegas or the ap
2: this one's tough because both teams played a pretty played a pretty close game against tulsa smu had to take them to overtime to finish them off and memphis only uh beat tulsa by one and they've kind of had some up and down games this year smu just went to houston and only won by three against the eric less king um, houston cougars team (laughs) and memphis kind of the same same story they've actually lost to temple for their uh for their one loss on the year this game is in memphis though and it's at night so i do expect them to be uh i do expect the crowd there to be fairly (laughs) raucous And For me, that's actually going to be the difference and in honor of Derrick Rose being a piston We're gonna go ahead and take the Memphis Tigers even if it's I think against my better judgment, but give me Memphis to cover
3: When I lived down south in Louisiana, I actually visited the city of Memphis Substantially more than I visited New Orleans. Uh, It was actually closer for us and the city of Memphis is is awesome fantastic food best in the country by far Uh, The game day experience there is going to be just amazing. And when is the last time that we can say that there was a group of five primetime game on ABC? This is insane. This is fantastic for this program. And Memphis is is a really solid football program. However, Mike Norvell is not going to be there after this season. This is going to be a Justin Fuente sort of situation again. He is going to get a Power 5 job. SMU under Sonny Dykes is just a team of destiny. And I cannot pick against SMU, despite the fact that I have a heart. There's something in my heart for Memphis. I love the atmosphere. I am all over this game. I'm so happy for schools like this. The atmosphere will be amazing. But SMU, there is something special with the Mustangs.
0: Uh, Yeah, the original death sentence in college football. I'm going to roll with the Mustangs in this one. Memphis, uh, I don't think they're as good as advertised. I think SMU... Uh, is as good as advertised. They're deserving of the higher ranking. I'm surprised that they are actually an underdog going into this game. I don't think Memphis has that uh, much of a home field advantage. So give me the Mustangs.
4: I'm actually surprised to see everyone but Ryan. And even Ryan was very wishy-washy with this pick. Pretty much siding with the AP. Uh, you guys know how I feel about this. I don't think Memphis should have been given game day this week. And it is a testament to how garbage the college football schedule is this week. All right. I'm not having you disparage the city. It's nothing yeah. about the city. It's a terrible slate this week. And you talked about this game being in prime time on ABC. Yeah, because it's a terrible slate this week. Listen, SMU, you're right. They took, uh, I think it was Ryan that mentioned SMU took Tulsa to overtime. Two win Tulsa, by the way, we're two and five, I think Tulsa is. Yeah, they might have took them to overtime. Tulsa had Memphis beat last week, and they pushed a chip shot field goal as time expired, and Memphis escaped. Uh, I get the environment, especially at small schools like this, game day being there, being a prime time game, but that wears off after 10 minutes, and cream rises. Five and a half points is a lot for a team that is quite frankly not as good. Memphis is an absolute fraud. And I hope they get ran. Five and a half points is way too much. I'm going to take SMU all day in this one. And we close out with the last primetime game, although it's a Pac-12 game that probably nobody's going to watch anyways. I legitimately think people would rather watch Memphis SMU than this game, but we had to have five games. So Oregon traveling to USC as a five-point favorite. Oregon, the number seventh-ranked team in the country, although I'm going to be honest, they haven't looked it for most of the year.
2: Yeah, USC is uh they're a different team when they're in the Coliseum. They're actually undefeated at home this year where they did best number nine Utah. Uh but on the road they're just uh, travesty. <laughs> but a good thing this game's not being played on a road on the road. So I'm actually gonna go ahead and take the Trojans in this game with the uh, with the point spread and even if they lose it'll be it'll be a fight
3: for uh, fight for the ducks oh man how how much difference a decade makes this game back in 2009 would have had game day all over it both teams would have been in the top 10 but everything started to shift when jeremiah Masoli was able to upset Pete carroll's number one ranked usc trojans and oregon hasn't looked back since so i'm gonna take the ducks two words fight on in a half empty stadium
4: no i mean i'm with matt That's Ryan, saturday so- night Uh, USC has found a little something as a late. You don't know what they're going to get out of the quarterback position since they're all dead, but they did take Notre Dame kind of to the wire. They played a pretty darn good game, and Notre Dame we've seen maybe a little bit overrated, but they're still a good football team. They're still returned the core of a team that went to the playoff last year. They are a good football team, and USC, much like Washington, is a very, very different team at home. Uh, Oregon, I expect to win this game, but five points is too much for me to back them on the road. I am going to take the Trojans as well, hopefully get a nice backdoor cover, just like the Giants did for us last week. And with that, we head over to the NFL, and we start with, again, not a great slate of games, but this one at least has a lot of intrigue for me. We have Houston and the Deshaun Watson that I keep denying much to Dylan's chagrin. They are kicking us off bright and early in the morning, 9.30 a.m., because this game is in London. And I feel like Jacksonville plays five games a year in London. I I don't – they're just always in London. I don't know. When is the last time – at least three years in a row, right, that they've played a game in London? I mean, I feel like they're in London every single that. year. These poor, poor people. They're two-point dogs to Houston, who is probably the better team, but – I mean, Jacksonville's got to have some sort of a almost home field advantage there at this point.
2: <laughs> well, Jacksonville got kicked out of their actual home field by the, uh, what is it, the world's largest cocktail party, world's biggest cocktail party, whatever it is. But uh, it seems like they've taken over the city of Jacksonville. So if your own city doesn't want you, I don't think London wants you either, but the NFL just keeps trying to punish the Brits to let them know they're never going to get a team over there. Even though it is early in the morning, I do expect Deshaun Watson to be cooking the Jacksonville defense just like breakfast, continue his MVP campaign season, Paul, that you hate so much, and get the uh, get the ball out to some of his weapons. DeAndre Hopkins just passed 8,000 yards, and then he's thanking Brandon Whedon and um, who else? He said even the Brandon Whedons and someone else. It's not Matt Schaub because Matt Schaub was pretty good.
3: But we'll go ahead and take the Texans in this game. Uh, Let it be known that, unfortunately, this game is not going to be being played in the new Tottenham Stadium. This is in the new Wembley Stadium, which I do not like nearly the same as old Wembley. Uh, So just for that reason alone, I'm just going to spite everybody on this. It's going to be Houston. Jacksonville is not nearly as good a team as Oakland, in my opinion, and Houston was able to beat them there. Uh, I'm going to say Houston is going to be winning by at least a touchdown.
0: As much as I really want to take Gardner Minshew and his mustache, uh, I have a hard time with all the weapons that Houston has to offer and Jacksonville's defense does not have to offer anymore. Um, so unless Leonard Fournette really just controls time of possession and runs all over Houston's defense, who no longer has J.J. Watt for the rest of the year, feel like we've said this a couple years in a row now, um, I, got, I got to go with the Texans. Three to be exact.
4: I find it interesting that we have a clean sweep of this one because I think this is the hardest game to pick. And as much as I joke about Jacksonville and London, it really does, that experience there really does matter. Because as anyone who's actually got up early enough to watch the London games, they don't play the way that the game is played here. It is very different. There's a big adjustment period for the teams, and teams have tried everything, flying in early, flying in late, getting acclimated, whatever it be. Jacksonville knows the drill at this point. I think Jacksonville is better than people think, but I think Houston is better than Jacksonville. I'm going to take Houston, but I think think it's not quarterback. It's definitely not quarterback. It might be DeAndre Hopkins, but don't count out my boy Chark. I think this game has the biggest chance to make us all look silly. We got Minnesota traveling to Arrowhead. In my opinion, the hardest, even more than Seattle, place to play in the NFL. But probably doing it without Mahomes again. As of right now, this spread is, assuming Mahomes does not play, is minus 2.5 Minnesota in Arrowhead with Matt Moore at quarterback. This spread, I want to say it was three and a half, four and a half point favorite when Mahomes was probably.
2: Yeah, I think the I think the Chiefs really needed to get that win against Green Bay on Sunday night to kind of um, hold water while Mahomes is out, even though it doesn't sound like he'll be out uh, for you know kind of a super extended period of time. But I don't think that even at home they're able to uh, they're able to stop Minnesota or score enough points on on that Minnesota defense. To justify picking them to win or even just cover the two and a half point spread, so I do expect the game to go a lot like the Packers game did, where they're in it, but at the end they, uh, you know, they give up the game-winning score. Maybe they fall down two scores and they're just trying to fight back. But I, w-
3: I will take the Vikings in this game to cover the two and a half. This is not an original thought, so I want to give credit where credit is due. Colin Cowherd had stated this before, but my God, is Kansas City's defense worse? They've had three straight games where they could have had an opportunity to win if they were able to get the opposing offense off the field. It's also, while Arrowhead in general is a hard place to play, those fans are going to start getting tired of this real quick. If they keep seeing 30-point scores, that's three straight home losses for them. On top of that, it's not in prime time, and oh man, Minnesota has been good. I have so much more to say about Minnesota, but basically it just boils down to the fact Minnesota's just going to straight run Do we
0: know if Adam Thielen's playing? He's not, I don't it think. It does not matter.
4: I mean, we don't know. Well, Stephon I mean, Diggs you're you're not going
3: matters
0: out. Asked. <laughs> well,
4: <laughs> with all the corners <laughs> that Kansas City <laughs> defense has to cover, whoever gets thrown out there?
0: Well, I, yeah, I understand that. But, you know, having just Stephon Diggs while having Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen to deal with, that's why I was wondering. But uh I don't think it matters much with the fact that Kansas City's defense is god awful. Um Kirk Cousins over the last few weeks has really answered the bell and is uh, We he should he apologize to him a should. lot of people. Well, uh um,
3: I'm I'm sorry, were... Captain. No, 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 don't you dare. Listen to the cast again. You and I were still on anyway.
4: the what?
0: <laughs> Skull.
4: <laughs> I am bitter. That the two leaders of the NFC North get to face a Mahomes Chiefs when the Lions actually should have beat the Chiefs with Mahomes? I'm extremely bitter. And I'm also incensed and in disbelief that Kansas City did not address that defense before the trade deadline. Are you just trying to what throw What are you talking about? They got the Frank season? Clark. How was the trade deadline stop? They need some secondary. They need a lot of things. I mean, imagine if they had traded for Darius Slay and Jamal Adams. What They could have done that. Or
3: Chris Harris. They could
4: have done Come that. Come on now. You're, you're trying to contend for a Super Bowl and you do nothing. Absolutely abhorrent. Uh, I honestly would have picked Minnesota in this game if Mahomes was playing. You guys know how high I am on Minnesota. Kirk Same. Cousins has been balling out, and he gets this atrocious defense, as we all mentioned. Uh, the 2.5 is nothing to me. Uh, Minnesota all day and again we are all in lockstep. This game I don't think we're going to be in lockstep on and this one might hurt Dylan but I didn't pick it to hurt him but Chicago does play an yeah, interesting I just want to be and sad somewhat forever. important game this week. They travel to Philadelphia. This is two teams clawing to stay relevant and in, in their respective races uh, we all know what happened last week and kicker issues have ensued uh, once again in the Windy City but they're not playing there
3: Oh my God! What dude. dishonest bastard! I know.
4: I Matt Nagy was a problem too, but he missed two kicks, man.
3: No, dude, he missed the kick because number one, not only is it that they we took know. a knee with forty-three well, seconds of the the left of time, they also put it on the wrong he hash.
4: Want, but, but they didn't even put it on but, the hash that he but wanted. As an NFL kicker, you still got to make the forty-yarder. They're both at fault.
2: As an NFL head coach, you got to give him the opportunity to make it thirty yards instead of forty
4: they're both at fault regardless Philadelphia is a five-point favorite at home against the Chicago team
2: yeah so Matt Nagy has to prove to me that wherever he got his high school diploma from it was an actual high school (laughs) because this man makes some absolutely mind-boggling decisions and I'm, I'm not sold on him as a head coach obviously not sold on the quarterback and now you can't even trust the kicker to get you points when he's out on the field. So instead of just being a four-point oh, swing, God. it's a whole seven-point swing. For all of those reasons, I am going to take Philadelphia and because I spurned them last week in uh in favor of Buffalo, which did not work out in my favor. Shame on you. So I'm going to go ahead and call call back my, my Philly friends, Allen Iverson, Stephen A. Smith, all the people that I personally do know, those individuals. Um, I'm just going give to them, give them a call and hop back on the Eagles bandwagon. Always sunny, forever.
3: I don't want. I don't want, I don't want to talk to to about this team. I don't want to have to answer for them. Like somehow I am the one making these dumb ass decisions. You think I'm happy you about what's I going on right stuff? now? I will tell. I will tell you. <laughs> I will tell you right now. I, Mark D'Antonio has done a a shit ton of stuff to piss me off. I raged whenever he shuffled the cards. But I don't think I've ever been more. I don't even know the term, existentially destroyed during that last sequence before halftime. I've never seen that before. I want Jake Hutler back. It's that bad. This team is going to get absolutely assaulted. This defense will give up. It is getting even darker. Chase Daniel should be starting in this game. I do not understand why Trubbs is still starting. Nagy has become Mark in my eyes it, it, within three games, and I don't think I can. they can disappoint me more. I hate them. I love them, but I fucking hate them.
4: Tell us how you really feel. So, Philadelphia, right?
3: So, I don't what know. What do
2: you think? I'm assuming he's
4: picking Philadelphia. But I
2: also hate Carson once.
0: Philadelphia went into Buffalo, who has a better defense than the Bears do right now, and an offense that's just as bad and beat the ever-living crap out of them. They're going to do the same to the Bears. Give me the birds. Go, birds.
4: Against what seems like good judgment. A little up-down theory here. And I had Philadelphia last week doing exactly what they did to the Bills. But this is it for Chicago. Okay. If Chicago doesn't come out and play a hell of a game, it's done, done. Man like Ed. it's. <laughs> Matt Nagy it is, is done. not keeping his job. Trubisky is not, not keeping his job.
3: He's not leaving Lakeshore Drive. <laughs> He's getting Pinheiro killed. All might all not anyway. be keeping
4: his job if he missed the <laughs> field <laughs> goal this week.
3: Pinero did nothing wrong, and I'm tired of this he shit. He missed two kicks. This poor man. Five red, five red zone teams. visits Chicago and one goddamn touchdown.
4: Philadelphia, and you guys know no, I backed them not to anymore. come back. And the entire win team the is east, trash. But Philadelphia, outside of this past week, is not impressed. I think Chicago keep it within five, man. Five points is a lot. I think that don't I'm taking Chicago. I have you, to man. take Chicago. Uh-uh. I
0: have to
2: take no, you. You're, so you're, you're, no, you're, you're not allowed. To. So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you.
4: And that doesn't that doesn't for I'm the early have to games. Pray on this. <laughs> we here in Detroit have to wait for a late ish game, late afternoon game, four o five kick. We're going to the West Coast. Uh, I think Matt, well Matt doesn't live out there anymore, but I had this game circled a couple years ago because Oakland was supposed to be. In Las Vegas at this point, and then they came out and were like, oh, yeah, it's going to be another year or two before we get that stadium and stuff done, and I thought it would be cool to take a trip out here to Las Vegas, see the new team in the stadium. Oakland's gotten a lot of flack, but I think they're much better than people think, and apparently other people have started to come around because so this game opened as a pick 'em, and even though Detroit has played well for the most part this year, Oakland's a two-point favorite.
2: I don't like Oakland as a favorite. I've been kind of uh, hyping up the past two weeks after the lines were two three and one and it was kind of abandoned ship that they were going to go at least four three and one and get you know so, some of the love in the city back that they've um, that they've lost Matthew Stafford I'm sure anybody listening to the podcast has seen like the, the advanced um, statistics that have been thrown out there and by now have seen some type of article or post about you know is Matthew Stafford a dark horse MVP candidate so I do expect Stafford to uh, keep up that high level of play, and uh, I think the Lions do go into Oakland and get the outright win and send John Gruden home, still a hundred million dollar man, but a sad one on Sunday afternoon.
3: My God, is Josh is Josh Jacobs gonna hurt all of you? On top of that, I'm very surprised that you you're none of nobody's factoring in the Darius Slay factor of this. I don't understand why they kept him. But it's also because all NFL GMs are just broke-back bitches. So I'm going to take Oakland because at least John Gruden would have the stones to move Darius Slay.
0: Uh, Against my better head judgment, my gut actually tells me the Lions on this one. So I'm going to roll with the Lions.
4: So this one's actually a fascinating football matchup. Uh, I'm not... As scared of Josh Jacobs as maybe I should be. I think he's a pretty darn good back. And Oakland has a pretty decent offensive line.
2: They held Saquon and check on the ground.
4: one thing that has improved a ton, it's starting to resemble what people thought it would at the beginning of the season, is the Lions' run defense. And a big part of that has been Deshaun Hand coming back. Uh, Trey Flowers is the best run defender in the NFL of edge defenders this this year. He graded out the best run defender. Deshaun Hand is back. Snacks is a little banged up, but he's been playing a little bit better. This line isn't what we thought it would be, but they're really honing in on the run. They did, and I I can't really blame Saquon because his line is terrible, and he did still find a way to make plays, but for the most part, they held him in check. They didn't let him break the game open, and Oakland does not have a bunch of pass catchers to attack our depleted secondary. The Walrus Darren Waller is fantastic tight end, and we're going to have trouble containing him, but we can key in on him. And on the other side of the ball, Detroit not pursuing a back or anything at the trade deadline was a little bit surprising. And I like Ty Johnson. I like McKissick. They're not feature backs. I hope that that means this team is going to lean on Matt Stafford even more. Because for this offense to have consistent success, that's what they need to do. They need to throw it, and they need to throw it more. They need to throw it 45 times a game and run it 15 times a game. That's the split that I want to see. Detroit is the better team. Oh my god, They have the better quarterback. The I got to take them. Have to take them here. We close off this Thank Sunday you. with one of the – Better games on the young season, I think. At least I'm expecting it to be. I think this is a fantastic matchup. I wish this was the Monday night game because for whatever reason this year they've been even worse than the terrible slate they usually are. But at least Sunday night we get some good football. New England travels to Baltimore, and they're only a a three-and-a-half point favorite.
2: I don't know how on God they're only a a three-and-a-half point favorite. (laughs) That Baltimore defense still isn't good, and New England is – you know, just far and away the best team in football, and they—they're they're even better. It seems like when they're on prime time, where they always seem to shine, and you think that the other guys might kind of play up in that. Um, just kind of in that environment, being that they have the Patriots, they have the Patriots, and it's—you know—the whole country is watching. The only team that's able to do that apparently is the Matt Patricia-led Detroit Lions. But I don't see Baltimore keeping this game particularly close. Um, it will be a rough game. For my man's Lamar, which is very sad. But hopefully in fantasy, he can still give me some of those rushing yards.
3: But I expect the Patriots to run away with this game. I would like, as a thought experiment for anyone listening this long, first off, thank you so much for being here this long. But name for me a, co- a coach outside of Tom Coughlin that is better against Belichick than Harbaugh. John, Matt Patricia 1-0. And you're also giving him an extra week you're giving him Hollywood Brown back. It's at home in Baltimore. There's no chance that the, this three and a half is going to wind up being the case. New England's going to need a field goal. They just cut Mike Nugent because Steven Goskowski is still out. So I am going to take Baltimore to uh, cover.
0: They cut Nugent and picked up Bryant. Um, Dylan is <laughs> Dylan is correct. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's better-looking brother has given the Patriots fits for years. <laughs> He's also had much better defenses to give the Patriots fits. He doesn't have that defense, nowhere near that defense. Uh, Belichick and Co. are just on a whole other level right now, and that defense is what the Ravens' defense used to be like, and I don't see this one being close. Give me the Pats.
4: I mean, I think Dylan could be onto to something, but if I had to bet on a Baltimore win... Versus New England blowout, I'm still taking New England. And the big difference to me is Lamar Jackson. Baltimore cannot beat New England being one-dimensional. And Lamar Jackson is not going to be able to pick apart their secondary. It is too good. He's not going to have a chance to do it. Baltimore's defense is not what it's been in recent years. They lost a lot this offseason, and they have still not recovered. I respect the hell out of John Harbaugh. Y'all know that I wanted him here, but New England's just too much for them. I hope this is a really good game. I think it matches up nice in other ways, but I I don't see Baltimore being able to win this game being one-dimensional, which they absolutely will be, and I am going to back New England all day. And that closes our picks this week as we all chase Ryan, but we are getting much, much closer to catching the man, the myth, the legend.
2: Just dangling the donut in front of you. Ryan, do the thing. <laughs> ah, well, we we did it in the beginning, but if you're still listening and you forgot, go ahead and follow <laughs> us on Twitter at Sports Carnage, Facebook, Sports Carnage Podcast. Uh, check us out on the DSN, on the Detroit Sports Nation Facebook page, live reactions after, um, certainly after the Lions game on Sunday probably after the Michigan-Michigan State games as well,
0: and then always after the Pistons games. Thank you very much for joining us on our 50th week anniversary special here on Sports Carnage for Ryan Griffin, for Paul Roshan, for Dylan Bear. Thank you very much to A.J. Riley for joining us again. I'm Matt Bass, and we are Sports Carnage. Y'all have a wonderful night.